0: Testing. Hey, Ryan. He oh, is that was death roll? Yes. Oh. That's hey, is this you know, I'm in charge since Ryan's and Jenna are in here? No.
1: How are you in charge? I'm in charge.
0: Why are you in charge instead of me? I have seniority by like two weeks.
1: What? Alright,
0: if we're going to have this discussion, discussion again, in, like, let's I'm just in make it clear, I, like, I am not your minion. Quiet, minion.
1: Ryan, who watched Battlestar Galactica? Is it me or Mike?
0: Who do you owe a book reading to? <laughs> me or PS?
1: I think he's gonna put me in charge because I watched Battlestar Galactica. He's
0: gonna put me in charge <laughs> because I'm gonna bribe him for twenty dollars. They put me in charge because I was the best man at his wedding. That's a lie. <laughs> How would you know? Did you even go to his wedding? P.S.
1: I know you didn't.
0: You weren't even there, so you can't comment. P.S. You weren't there either. <laughs> yes, I was, but and did I didn't you see you.
2: For Friday, March 5th, this is episode 99 of Potterfic Weekly. Welcome to the place where the story never ends.
3: Oh, will there ever be again a podcast quite like this? One that brought us together And started its own forum list Where the hosts are all our friends All the stories told by Jan Will it drive lying round the bend Part of it we clean. Where the story never ends. Mm. Welcome to Potter no. Weekly. No! Hey everybody,
0: welcome <laughs> to Potter Fic
1: Weekly. Hey, this
0: is your leader. Hey, see. By,
1: this is P.S.
0: My my minion P.S. We are <laughs> leading Potter Fick Weekly this week. And uh, we are doing In Blood Only. Chapters 24 to 34, I think. 25 to
1: 34.
0: Same difference. And same
1: difference. It's a whole other chapter.
0: Well, that's why we have you here to back me up. <laughs> anyway, welcome back to Potterfic Weekly. This is Mike.
1: I'm PS.
0: This is Deathrow the non-minion.
1: This is Ray. <laughs> I'm not a minion either. Did you just imply I was a
4: minion? You're
0: all minions except me. Mike, so the- I control what happens to your character. I'm Mike, your, I'm your min-
5: head of house. <laughs> Ryan likes I'm, me your
0: more. Wa- I'm your I'm your wising gamut member, and I. So and am I. I'm-,
1: I'm the mistress of magic.
0: <laughs> I am the richest person in PFW. Because I I, gave you
5: money.
0: I bought that money from you.
5: (laughs) Mike pretty much bought all the artifacts, and we bought it from him.
0: That's right. I'm the Bill Gates of PFW, and and we are a capitalistic society, so I am in charge of this podcast. I will buy this podcast for 10,000 gold coins, and then I'm in charge. Not for sale. (laughs) Everything's for sale, Death Roll. Oh, look,
6: Sue. Sue. Sue Uh, will save us. Yay. I I can't
4: argue that. Is Sue going to be in charge?
5: No, she's a Hufflepuff. What the hell is a Hufflepuff?
4: <laughs> <I'd> rather, <I laughs> well, we can't
0: have see. any Hufflepuffs in charge. Light.
5: No, I'm just saying she'd give it up to someone else just because she can't. she's a Hufflepuff.
0: <laughs> you, guys, you know this the problem is that we have three Slytherins and one ex-Slytherin debating for control and power.
5: <laughs> Come on, Sue. Come on, Sue. <laughs> yeah, you gave up your power when you left. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's still I'm personality. Wrong. is here this is Ryan, of awesome. magic. Ryan's
1: talking. Ryan's typing. What's Ryan saying? What's he typing? Okay, so
4: Ryan's no.
0: typing. Ryan, you better be saying I'm in charge or else. You better else.
1: Say I'm in charge.
0: I'll be booting you, Ryan.
1: And Ryan and Ray are both typing.
0: I gave permission for Ray to back me out. Every time I start, I say, "This is Mike." I only. No, you don't. I've read. read, I've listened to some
1: recently. You just say Mike. -hmm.
0: No, no, that's if I'm like, if I'm not the leader of the podcast, I've always said, "This is Mike" when I'm leading the podcast because I'm not when I say Mike, I'm actually saluting whoever the leader of the podcast is, and I can't salute anyone if it's me.
4: Mike salutes. PS waves. Ray, what do you do? Uh, What do you do? I give everybody a peace symbol and a thumbs up, and I do the pointing thing. You, the man. Yeah. What was
1: Ryan typing? Ryan, stop typing. I'm just so suspense. He's
5: monologuing and
1: Ladies and gentlemen.
4: <laughs>
0: Sue Sue is in charge.
1: Yeah, Sue will save us. <laughs> Sue! From the horrible rule of the dictator, Mike.
0: All right, that's it. Manual labor for you. Hey, Mike, speaking <laughs> of
4: dictators, when are you going to post another dictator in the discussion?
0: I, I forgot about it. Uh, you guys keep making me put mean dictators in. I like nice dictators.
4: So put some nice dictators up. You're in charge, oh, You're in charge
0: of the thread. Sue! We missed you, Hello. Sue. Hi, Sue. Am I late? I am leading the podcast. No, he's not. <laughs> The death
1: Row is, is leading the podcast. I'm, no. I'm, in, I'm in the Death roll faction.
0: None of you get a vote in this. And <laughs> since and since Sue just came, we're going to start over. I'm making an executive decision, so Sue can introduce herself. Because Sue is important. That's my executive decision as boss. All right. <laughs> TFW. Wow. <laughs> I, would, I would like to welcome all of TFW back to this episode of Potterfic Weekly, where we are covering... What in- episode
4: number is it, Mike? 99. And what's the title of the fic? In Blood
0: Only. By but it's Yam- not
1: episode
0: 99 of In Blood Only. No, it's not episode 99 <laughs> of In Blood Only. Whatever. Uh, starting over, and no interruptions this time, Minions. I am not a <laughs> well, Minion, well, I'm
4: not so a so a I will minions, interrupt so I you I if interrupt. I
0: want to. Yep. You're whatever I say you are. <laughs> so this is Potterfic Weekly, and this is your glorious leader, Mike.
1: <laughs> I am PS. I'm not a minion, and he's not in charge. I'm just letting him be in charge. She wishes. Oh, power S- vacuum. <laughs> power <laughs> vacuum among the peons.
4: I'm Sue. And I'm Ray. And this is Deathril, who is also not a minion. All
5: we right. Can, we can so- be not minions <laughs> So for this episode, whoa,
2: Mike! Like, what are you doing?
1: I'm, I'm, re- I'm, I am replacing you because you clearly can't handle all this power. It's, you're <laughs> dropping your mic.
0: It's going. I, Mike in dropped your head his head mic dropped. Oh no! I dropped. Right, that. So, that's it. They're just trying to pin the blame on.
1: Okay, so back uh, to Potter Fick Weekly. Back to
0: Potter Fick Weekly. So we're
1: doing episode ninety-nine, covering chapters twenty-five through thirty-four of *In Blood Only* by E.M. Snape, M. and which was and, Mike Thick. And so I will allow him to start it off by bringing up the first talking point.
0: Since it's my pick, that means I'm in charge and I will allow PS to take part in our conversation. So now that that's settled and the, uh, you know, this is like This is like a bunch of Slytherins fighting over who will be in charge. Because we're a very Slytherinish podcast today. And then
1: Sue is in the corner, and Ryan's not yeah.
0: even. <laughs> Sue's, Sue's like, why are all these Slytherins and ex Slytherins fighting just, for you? I who's just
1: in have cars? to say the What's reason I'm Steve.
0: Sue, I- come in, please.
4: Take a seat. Have some tea. Sue's <laughs> like, I almost about numbered. Sue, how are, have are you been?
2: Are you going to entertain me with um, Slytherin Hufflepuff <laughs> jokes again? I think we should do I, that. I I feel like I'm back in the podcast when we were doing Death Rollsick.
0: <laughs> <laughs> how many how many Hufflepuffs does it take to uh, unscrew a light bulb? None. We get the Slytherins to do it. Oh, nice comeback. Um, <laughs> I think so, it
5: was supposed time. to be the other way around. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah?
5: I don't remember the answer to that one anyway.
0: That's <laughs> seriously not the joke. Oh, I just made it up off the top of my head, so excuse me. Oh, well, you it's know what a real joke backwards. is? It's a know, real like,
5: joke. Hufflepuff.
6: Oh. <laughs> 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 oh.
1: That was terrible. I
5: love you, Sue.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> we were all excited to be here. We were. We were like, Sue, Sue, where's Sue?
2: Sue, Sue, Sue rushed home and fed the animals and grabbed chocolate chip cookies and cold coffee for dinner. That
1: sounds I'm supposed set. to take a shot. Well, yes,
2: you're supposed to take a shot. I did lock up the chickens. That's good. <laughs> I did not get the eggs, but you I You can't I have those lock-
1: chickens running around loose.
2: I them. had... Breakfast yesterday, and there was a movement out of the corner of my eye, and I looked. I had five chickens on my deck eating the cat food. Wow. They had flown the
0: coop. I'm going to make an executive push here and say we start talking about the fic And okay. just to bring up the speed where we left off last week, uh, we left off with Harry was just returning to Hogwarts after his. Uh, I'm doing quotes with my hand here. Fun vacation with Snape and Lucius, uh, and he just returns to Hogwarts. And what did you guys think of these chapters? starting with Sue, because she's the Hufflepuff.
2: Oh, well, thank you. Um, well, it's it's really interesting to see the progression back at school and see um, the dynamic between the three, Remus and Snape, and Harry, and finding out where they all are going to fit in this new puzzle. Um, and I like watching Snape start to... F- get some more fatherly
0: feelings. I
1: thought it was hilarious how paranoid Snape was of Remus.
0: <laughs> I love that too. To admit. I love one of my favorite bits. I know we're jumping ahead a couple of chapters, but I, I love when it's at the Quidditch match and Lupin sits down in front of Snape by like three rows. And it's like, and I'll read the line. I actually to cut this line out. His eyes drifted again with bitter envy to the back of Lupin's head. Lupin sitting in the front row, Snape thought inanely. He felt a fresh surge of hostility. The werewolf had obviously strategically chosen one of the front seats so the boy would see him. And funny how he was in the same position on the bench as Snape, only several rows in front of him. If Harry's eyes drifted in that direction, he would automatically see Lupin and not Snape. Almost as if he hopes to overshadow me, he realized, with some shum- with some shock at the werewolf's sheer cunning. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that that bit cracked me up a little. Bit. And I'm sure that Lupin has no clue. <laughs> he doesn't because yeah, he like Snake goes over to him and sits down and Lupin's like, oh hi, Severus. Isn't this a nice seat? And Severus is like, yeah. ha ha, you did it on purpose. And he's like, and Lupin's like looking at him blankly. Did what on purpose? Take seat. It's like
5: Snape is reading into like everybody, making them Slytherins, thinking that they all think the same way as him. When no one's like that same <laughs> cunningness. Mm-hmm. I is that a word, cunningness? He's just actually it's insane. Funny. It's cunning. <laughs> cunningness would be
1: cunning.
2: But I like the way that it starts with them finally getting a port key back to Hogwarts because they've been trapped at Snape's house. They were trying to get a port key, but the Ministry wouldn't let them get a port key because they were trying really hard to find out where Harry was, and nobody would tell him, so they refused to give him the port key. Is that kind Can of wrap. what I'm remembering?
1: Can I just say, I'm confused why Fudge is still in charge, because I thought it was pretty definitive that at the end of Order of the Phoenix, he wasn't going to be in charge for much longer, but apparently he still is.
0: What makes you say that? What based in canon makes you think he was, you know, based in book five canon makes you think we know he's going to be gone.
1: I thought it seemed like he was at the end of his rope. I mean, because
0: he screwed up the, the past pretty royally the public,
1: and everybody yeah. knew, so I think it would be logical to assume that he'd have to step down.
0: I he just keeps screwing up. I mean, he screwed up. And let Lucius, you heard about? Did we read that about how Lucius escaped? Did we hear that already? Sure. Uh,
2: uh, yes, I believe yeah. we did. Because
0: yeah, I mean, the way Lucius escapes is like, uh, what was it? Like, he, if I remember correctly, it's something like he requests like a private meeting to apologize to Fudge or something, and Fudge meets with him privately. Like, Lucius, Lucius knocks him over the head and runs away, <laughs> like something yeah. like that. So, really, like Lucius being free is also Fudge's fault. He just keeps screwing up time and again.
2: Well, we all know he's incompetent.
0: Yes. So He holds on to power. Why didn't they just make one? Because I seem to remember Dumbledore
4: making one and Fudge or somebody telling him, you don't have authorization for that, and
0: Dumbledore pretty much saying, yeah, and... Mm-hmm. So they don't want. It to, the concern is it has to be untraceable because if anyone figures out that he was at Harry was at Severus's place, then they'll put together all the pieces of the puzzle. So he has to be able. It has to be able to get for him to get away without the Ministry knowing and without Lucius knowing either. So if Can Lucius you trace support key. I think that's the implication. In this fic. Plus, if Lucius. Well, that sees, doesn't
4: ring with canon then, because otherwise they would have traced it when Harry got sucked to the graveyard.
1: Well, they didn't mm-hmm. need to because they didn't even know anything was wrong. Because he took the port key to the graveyard, and they didn't realize they were even gone until he came back. And they didn't need to trace it then, because he knew where he'd just been. So I don't think we know either way.
0: Hmm. Good point. <laughs> not to mention, I, I, Tracy might not be instantaneous, for all we know. You two.
2: Well, I just like the line when Minerva first sees them when they get back to Hogwarts. And it's, Merlin Severus, he looks terrible, she breathed. What did you do to him? If
0: only she knew. <laughs> yeah. I like the, I that line in my notes, too. I agree with you, Sue. You have great taste, Sue.
2: Well, thank you.
0: And the next thing I have in my notes is the whole um, the realization Snape comes that uh, that Harry's Quidditch skills can't come from James. Like the you know, like he he starts to talk about. You know, just like his father, he's like, wait a second, James. He he doesn't have James Quidditch skills. He has my Quidditch skills, mm-hmm. and he starts to try to uh, manipulate. And I like too how Snape's way in these chapters of uh, helping Harry are just like total Slytherin sort of manipulations. Like he wants, he thinks Harry should play Quidditch again. So what does he do? He uh, he, he uh, pisses Harry off and accidentally leaks the information that Harry's ban is lifted to the Gryffindors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, which I and, think.
1: I like that it wound up working I mean kind of backfiring on him because I didn't I don't like the um I'm trying to say this um I, I didn't like that Harry wasn't playing quidditch in the first place so I think it's good that when he started doing it again he realized he'd missed it
0: Right, well, Snape's, it didn't backfire in Snape because Snape's goal wasn't to piss Harry off. It was that he thought Harry would enjoy playing again and that Harry should play again. It wasn't, like, Snape's goal on that wasn't to piss Harry off. Harry no. just got pissed off. <laughs> right. And that's yeah. sort of what Minerva's saying later on, that, you know, you can't win him over by manipulating him and uh, giving him detentions. You have to be more straightforward and honest with him. Because that just shows exactly why what Snape is doing was so twisted. Because even P.S. as a reader is reading this, and she's assuming that Snape's trying to torture Harry. And that's what Harry's assuming also, when really what Snape's trying to do, if you read between the lines, is he's trying to help Harry through manipulating Harry. mm-hmm. mm-hmm
1: because i just that's just too complicated <laughs>
0: for the non-slytherins.
2: And i like that Draco goes to Snape and he's crowing about Lucius escaping and and he can't wait till Potter finds out because Potter's just going to freak out cuz Lucius will be coming after him and and everything. And I love Snape saying, "Well, i think you should tell Harry" because he knows that Harry's not going to react and he's just secretly going, "I want to see this." <laughs>
5: If
2: only Um, you knew. Yeah. Mm, I think Harry might know your father's escaped. I don't know why, but, yeah, I get this feeling. He might know.
0: So we also see Lucius, who I think in this is kind of the main bad guy in this fic. Uh, Mm -hmm. We see him sort of... um, That's a stunning revelation, Mike. I know, stunning. A
2: stunning revelation that Lucius is a bad
6: guy?
4: Yeah.
1: See, we've gotten halfway through, and he's been only the... One of third three characters, so I guess he is the bad guy.
4: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's an
0: exceedingly creepy bad guy.
4: Yeah. Oh,
2: he is just <laughs> creepy. Bagel.
0: Yeah, look I, I, at that. I, I, his, I, I, Lucius is such a bagel. I know is we touched on it last week, but I, but I do want to hear what Sue and Death Earl and Ray think of Lucius in this respect. Oh, he's
2: slimy. Absolutely
0: So Running
4: his hands through Harry's hair sends... It's creepy. I can't say I can't put it into words, but it sends shivers up and down my spine. And I know I write Lucius in a very interesting manner. This freaks me out.
0: (laughs) Okay. As it's supposed to, I think
4: it is. It's you. You can't write this and not have it be intentional to achieve this effect. You you just can't do it.
2: Well, I let me. I, I have a little story here. I am editing or have edited the lines for the Master Fix skit for this this story. And the two people acting in it are Hufflepuff Dan as Harry and Scott as Lucius. And I got to the point that I could not listen to Scott's voice because it was so creepy. And it was just like, I can't listen to this anymore. I have to turn it off. And, you know, I was editing, so I was listening to it over and over again. But it was awful. And it was the part with the ducks.
1: Oh, God, the ducks, the poor ducks. Yeah, so... Is that, yeah. is that... Oh, now that we have Sue, can we have the real story of Sue's crying? Because I told you on last podcast
0: I was episode,
1: Didn't Mike say that, like, Sue was so moved that she cried about something?
0: And and then the last podcast, I said I, I, I asked Sue if that was not the case, and I corrected myself because Sue told me she didn't actually cry.
2: Is that that's true, Sue? I, I did not cry. I was very upset about the ducks because I... You know, I, I'm a bird watcher, and so I don't like to see animals killed. And I understand that people hunt and stuff like that, but they need to have a fighting chance and to have the force field put over them so that they couldn't escape. Was just awful. And then making Harry um, kill him. And but the part that moved me the most was the house elf. That see, was that's the part. Interesting.
0: Where- this last podcast, everyone said the exact opposite.
2: They didn't mind the house elf, but they were all upset about the
0: ducks? Yeah, that was, that was the yeah. consensus as well, I guess. That's well, because the
1: house elf is a made-up creature, but I love ducks. Yeah. I mean, yeah. there's there's no there's no make-way for house elves.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. There's make-way for ducklings. No, no members, members of Spew here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think you're supposed to come away from those chapters, like, really hating Lucius and wanting to see him die horribly.
2: Uh, it worked very well. <laughs> and I don't think it was so much that the house elf was killed. It was that he made Harry believe that he had done it, that affected yeah. me.
0: Yeah, and he's yes. sort of taking Harry up step by, like, first Harry kills the ducks against his will, then Harry kills the house elf, and then, or he didn't kill the house elf, but he thinks no, he does. he thinks he did. Yeah. Poor Harry. Yeah,
2: and he's poisoned, and yeah,
0: just all that stuff. It's so. So I guess, are you guys kind of liking it then when Snape starts to, uh, what is it, uh, humiliating Lucius by talking about his affair with, uh, his wife's affair with Julian, I think it is?
2: Yes. Well, <laughs> you know, it's never good to tease a tiger, and as much as I... And
0: that's what Snape learns, I think, yeah.
2: Dislike It is Lucius. never wise
4: to tickle a sleeping dragon. <laughs> oh, okay. Nice.
2: That too. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's kind of it's kinda neat to see Snape going into it thinking... I've never had a conflict with the other death eaters because they don't think of think high enough of me to actually want to have a conflict with me. And it turns out that they all think highly of him and that's why they don't want to have a conflict with him. Yeah, it's interesting think, yeah. to see his feelings. He's he's a lot like Harry in in that I think where he doesn't think of himself as his, as great or whatever as he is because he's thinking that they have no respect for him at all. And that it's the opposite is true.
0: Right. That it's snivelist. And yeah.
6: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And I also, whoever it was, it said about the tiger or the dragon. I, I really agree with that. Cause I think that's Snape's biggest mistake almost in the whole fic is taunting Lucius publicly like that. And that's kind of like the point of nowhere. Like I think up until then, They hadn't hit a point of no return, and once he humiliates Lucius in front of everyone else and airs sort of his dirty laundry, that's like, you know, blood feud till the end of time between Lucius and Snape. Yeah,
2: and Lucius is just evil, 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 evil.
0: Yeah, I mean, we're jumping ahead again, but look what he does to Snape's family in these chapters, Mm -hmm. looking for Septimius. Septimus. Septimus. I
1: was like, wait a minute.
2: Sorry, I I, I called...
0: (laughs) Um, what was I going to say? And what do you think of Bella? I mean, we haven't seen a ton of her, but you find her d- as creepy and evil. Bella is oh,
1: yeah. always creepy and evil. Yeah. yeah. Always, <laughs> always.
4: That's how you know she's in character. Pretty much. Well, <laughs> yeah, to be Lucius.
1: insane.
2: <laughs> and, yeah, the, Lucius goes to her and says, I want you to help me. And she's like, why in the world would I help you? And he's like, because I have this delectable half-blood that I will let you play with. And inevitably, she plays with her food, and th- it gets away from her. You know, she needs to learn to stop playing with her food because <laughs> in, I don't know, countless fics I've read, she wants to play with them and torture them, and then something always happens, and they get away. So, Isn't
1: this the same thing as, like, let me tell you my evil plan, and so the guy keeps talking, <laughs> and meanwhile, James Bond is escaping while he won't shut up? Right.
5: I mean, just kill gotcha. him. Just kill him now.
2: Eh, it would save so much, but then, then we wouldn't have a story, so... Yep. Yeah, kinda yep. like
5: Voldemort in the graveyard. I just gotta yes. talk about it for a while while you figure out what you're gonna do. hmm Yeah. I find myself feeling very bad for Draco for how long he's had to put up with Lucius. Just mm-hmm. recently. You know, like, I
1: mean Draco gave or Draco whatever. gave Lucius a snip, so
5: Well yeah, I think he deserved it. <laughs> <laughs> he was like preventing him from like abusing any future siblings.
2: Children. And um he's Harry feels sorry for him too. And he just, he doesn't get it. I know that we're kind of jumping ahead on that too, but in, even in these early chapters, Harry's very um subtly, you know, sticking up for him. When Ron curses him, Harry was trying to take the curse off. And even though that's what was happening, he got punished for it. He got detention for it. Um And there's just little things throughout the whole, these chapters where he helping Draco in different ways. And then of course there's the end where it's a big help, but, he feels sorry for him too.
0: Yep, definitely. So let's see what else we have.
2: So uh, Tonks. Bagels. I was going to say talking about bagels.
1: Yeah, Tonks <laughs> is you, the queen of the bagels. Are you
0: happier with how the Tonks storyline? I remember. PS hates Tonks. I know. Hates Tonks. Harry. So are you a little bit happier after reading this section?
1: I suppose she got what's coming to her. <laughs> <laughs> you think she was supposed to be killed by Death Eaters because she slept with
0: Harry? I don't like Tonks. Anybody who sleeps with Harry besides Ginny deserves to be killed with Death Eaters. That's the lesson to be taken from that. That's
2: the lesson. With with a muggle knife. That is so
4: extreme. (laughs) Really? It's just really uncalled for. At
2: least the Hufflepuffs just banned Susan from the common room. You didn't go after her with a knife. Yeah.
4: Well, isn't she one of yours?
1: Yes, Tonks
2: is awful. Tonks is good. a
4: Hufflepuff.
2: I know. I, what is it's it clear, with the Hufflepuffs and Harry? It's just yeah.
0: it's very sad. But I guess so, listen, Snape warns Tonks off first in the meeting like he does that kind of like obvious hinting to her and she kind of like pales and gets all scared.
1: Yeah, but then she, yeah. she she doesn't like stop. I mean, she lets Harry be like, "Well, when I grow up, can we still go out?" And Tonks is like, "Okay.
2: Sure." <laughs> yeah, I love what Snape said to her. Even Lucius Malfoy is not depraved enough to take <laughs> a prurient <period laughs> interest in a grieving teenager. What sort of sick individual would do that?
4: <laughs> Me. Lucius is a lot older than Tonks. Come on. Yeah, that's true. But still.
1: Tonks is still older old enough older enough that it's creepy.
2: Yeah, it is. Because he was 15 in this. and He was 16.
1: Because, because no, he was 15, 15, 15 at the, time, the, at the time.
2: time. Yeah, he was 15 at the time.
5: And is so she 22? This, no, she's, I thought she was like 24. I think they said and 23. 22. I heard 23. I swear I read
4: that. <laughs> There's 22 in the... If, if he was 15, she was 22. Okay.
1: Yeah,
2: and then he turned 16, so maybe you did read that she was 23, because maybe she I had a baby I still think 22. it's gross.
1: I mean, I wouldn't sleep with a 16-year-old. No, no. I mean, of course it's... not, because I'm not a bagel, but like... <laughs> <laughs>
4: Thank you, editor, is that going to uh, that
2: tra- sounds like a title to me. <laughs> yes,
4: it's not a bagel. <laughs> right here, you need to
0: drop in Gen 1.
1: Hey, Harry Potter!
0: Come on! <laughs> yeah, look, Harry's little staring. Uh, was, I really do like you, or, or, or love you, I mean, love you. Yeah. That was so awkward to read. I know. <laughs> it was, I was like, oh my god, ace pong like Harry, Like, I, I
1: swear, I, I wasn't that stupid when I was 16. <laughs> There's all this construction in Pennsylvania. I don't know what happened. All of a sudden, I'm like, this doesn't seem familiar. I look at the map, and the next biggest city is Montreal. Montreal? I, like, went (laughs) all the way up New York without even realizing it.
4: Well, that's how you know it's well-written, when it's painful to read, and you go, oh, my God, because you're projecting yourself into the character. I have a
1: huge embarrassment, Swick. Like, if, like, the characters do something embarrassing, even if they don't think it is, (laughs) I just can't read it. Like, I can't even, like, watch game shows like when people like are wrong on game shows sends shivers down my spine
0: <laughs> but you see and i disagree with you actually i thought it was kind of nice of tonks to do the um after graduation thing because i think she's smart enough to realize if they wait a year things are going to cool off but this way she doesn't have to really break harry's heart right she now shouldn't,
1: she shouldn't encourage him she should just be like
0: well, i don't know i mean she said wait till you're an adult i mean you know that's not the worst way she could have handled things anyway I don't know. I, I I didn't think that was too inappropriate of her personally. Maybe I'm wrong. I
5: agree with you, Mike. I don't think it was that terrible. That-
1: it's probably it's not the worst thing she could have done. Well, I mean, she should have deported herself she, better in the beginning by you know not right, not
2: married. doing it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not doing because it in the first place. Once
1: you dug the
4: hole, you have to lie in it. Well, it did seem very fast, very sudden,
0: jumping from one to. That so she's dead, <laughs> that she's dead in the next chapter, yeah
1: yeah, so at least at least she didn't have to figure out if her decision was the right one or not.
5: Now know. the question is if she had broke his heart there, would he have been happy that she died?
0: But then he would have felt guilty that he was so. happy that she died, yeah, I suppose
5: yeah, that's yeah. not him, but
4: yeah, one way or another, Harry is gonna feel guilty about something he <laughs> would feel
1: he would feel like he like caused her death by like mm-hmm. breaking her heart. He would think that it was his fault that she slept with him.
2: Yeah, better to have ended it on a on a good note than to have to, you know. If so, if you have a fight with somebody and they get in a car accident and die, then you have that guilt for the rest of your life that you may have caused it because they were mad at you and they weren't paying attention. So he could have, he would have that guilt. She was upset that we had this fight and she wasn't paying attention, and that's why they caught her. Type of thing.
0: What did you guys think of the whole Remus Harry? Or we sort of did Remus Snape, but if you have anything to add to Remus Snape and also um, Remus Harry, that sort of dynamic. It
2: truly is a triangle because Snape is jealous of Lupin. Lupin is missing Sirius and can barely look at Harry. I have a line in here somewhere about his every time he looks at him, he misses his best friend all over again. And Harry is sort of torn, although he doesn't really know it, about because he really wants Lu- uh, Lupin to be there for him. He wants to be with Remus, and Remus is being very standoffish. And at the same time, he wants Snape's not affection, but just his presence. But he he doesn't really understand that. I don't think, but mm-hmm. it's always kind of in the back of his mind that he's looking at, at Snape as well. Mm-hmm. So it it truly, I think it truly is an a interesting
0: triangle there. I agree. Do you think, I thought this was also a very unique way to take Remus because I've never read another fic where, I, I find it perfectly believable but I've never read another fic where he's upset at Harry because of how things worked out at the end of Order of the Phoenix.
6: Mm-hmm. I, I
0: don't know if anyone else has ever read but this was sort of like the first time I've really seen this I thought it was believable because it's not in a, oh, it seemed like he was done in a very remus sort of way. Like he's upset at Harry but he's trying to hide it and pretend everything's the same by bottling <laughs> everything up which is really backfiring and then really once he unravels it all, it's not so much that he's blaming Harry for serious as that he's thinks Harry's going to keep making the same mistake again and again and get himself hurt so mm-hmm. that when you finally dig deep enough that it's really, at the bottom of it, it's not upset, it's not blaming him for serious it's concern for Harry at the bottom of the whole thing, I felt. Right. Do not you all agree with me on that? I don't know. But yeah, it makes sense.
4: As much as anything you say makes sense.
0: Oh. oh. <laughs> He's standoffish to Harry because it's, what did you do to Sirius? And then it's two things. It's one, he's upset at what Harry did to Sirius, and he's tamping down on his emotions. And so the result is you get sort of just like this standoffish Lupin who's not being warm with Harry. But it's a, it's when you jump ahead and you see the, the attack on Hogsmeade, and you see, um, I don't know if anyone wrote that line down, but it's I have it somewhere in my notes that we're jumping ahead. Oh, here it is. But then, but then once once... Uh, Harry's, you know, running back into the fray and Remus grabs him, then you see what it's really about. And it's not really about what Harry did to Sirius. It's about because he'll do it again. And then Mm -hmm. he's going to get himself killed, too, just like Sirius. And, And that's why, and then it says, why couldn't he forgive Harry? It's because he's going to do it again, just like Sirius. So it's not a matter of forgiving him for Sirius. It's a matter of his concern for Harry, the root of the problem. And
2: he says, Lupin says, the sight of Harry tears that wound open. And it's like, I've lost my best friend all over again. So he's he's really torn as well. He He wants to be there for Harry, but he's just... He doesn't want to open himself up for it, for the pain of what's going to, of the loss that could happen again.
0: Oh, and but it, he is the yeah. he is to be thanked for getting Harry to play Quidditch again, much the Snape's anger.
2: Yes, <laughs> and and I think the Quidditch match and the aftermath should probably be the next thing we talk about.
0: Though well, actually, before we jump to that, I thought. One of the interesting things I picked up when I reread it, actually, is I tend to think one of the big turning points Snape's relationship with Harry is when Snape finds out for himself why Lupin is so standoffish to Harry. And they go in and they have that conversation about, um, you know, like how could you hold, you know, hold that against him? And, and Snape's talking about, you know, James not being his father, and Lupin's talking about Sirius. And then Snape realizes it partway through, and he has that line where he goes, "The only thing, you know, holding Lupin's affections for Harry is James." And he could cut that, you know, just like that because, mm-hmm. uh I don't know, but the line is something like, Lupin goes, I have to get over it for James's sake, because I promised James. And Snape, who's having this whole rivalry with uh, Lupin, realizes he could just cut Lupin out of Harry's life just by saying something right there. Or even he doesn't have to say anything. All he has to do is then later on when he sees Harry, and Harry wants to tell his friends, and he wants to tell Lupin, all he has to do is let Harry tell Lupin, and that gets rid of Lupin as a rival. And the reason I think it's significant is because I think this is the first time we see Snape's feelings for Harry go from selfish to sort of of a purer feeling in other words Mm -hmm. up until now he's done things for harry and he's protected harry but it's all been selfish motivation it's been i want him to be mine not dumbledore's or he belongs to me it's the first thing of mine or i want him to feel for me what you know it's me 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 and this Mm -hmm. is the first time he does something that's in harry's interest but not in his interest Right. So I do think significant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Every time I finish saying something, there's, like, dead silence at the end of it.
4: If you're leading the podcast, it's your right to monologue, so we're yeah. just letting you do that. All right.
2: <laughs> I was thinking of that. I was thinking of Ren as saying, well, Ryan, sometimes you stop for a breath, and we just wait for you to keep going.
4: <laughs> Excellent.
2: Before the Quidditch match, Snape has told Harry that he is not allowed to tell anyone that Snape is truly his father.
0: Right. right. Especially Lupin. Especially Lupin.
2: And Harry doesn't want to play Quidditch. He's basically punishing himself and is afraid of how he's going to feel when he has to go out back into the open, back in front of all the people. And he gets on the broom, and all of a sudden, all of his old joy for playing Quidditch comes back, and he plays his best and just has a really great time. And I love it at the very end because he... When he gets off and he says to Snape that, uh, you thought it would be terrible for me, right? Playing Quidditch again. when I didn't want to. He said in a quick, breathless tone, well, you couldn't have been more wrong. Guess what? I loved it. I'm glad to be playing again. And Snape is trying really hard to be a good, you know, father here. And he doesn't quite know how to do it, and I love him. And he says, I enjoyed the match. Your participation was a factor in that enjoyment.
0: Oh, think like the best compliment he can give. Your participation was a factor in my enjoyment.
5: And he's, he's like, I think, didn't he say, I don't begrudge you that you had fun while doing it?
0: Yeah, that's what he said. Oh, that's right, yeah. I don't begrudge you if you I enjoyed like, yourself. Well,
5: fine. <laughs>
0: It's like, and then later on, the same thing with the potion. He's like, you know, this was slightly, the Aphrodite root was slightly off, or the, something was slightly off. And Harry's like, okay, Severus? Because it's like coming out of nowhere. And he's like, but otherwise, the potion was adequate. Barely. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> that's Snape's version of compliments. Which I can kind of see. That's like as close as he can come to unbending. Let's see. And then I guess after the Quidditch match, too, then we had the Quidditch party. Yes.
5: Before I kept reading with that, I wrote down "Secret Party." Of course, it's safe to leave the castle. know what <laughs> became of it that time? But yeah, that seems to always happen. They leave the castle, and then they get caught by Death Eaters or something.
2: It just, you know, the whole coming back and Ron singing "God Rest Ye Mary, Hippogriffs," and that makes Harry break down and cry because the last time he heard it was Sirius singing it, and then he figures out that Ron likes Hermione. And Oh, a big a-
0: shocker there. Wow. Yeah.
2: <laughs> hmm, I wonder there where is. that came from.
4: There but is. hey,
2: he figured it out. That doesn't happen very often. Sorry. You know, it only took him yeah, three years drunk,
4: longer than it <laughs> Oh, I love the fix where it it strikes Harry out of the blue. Oh, my God. When did that happen?
2: It? Six it's years a, ago. It's okay, mate. He told Ron offhandedly. I won't tell her. It'll be a secret, like me and Snape. And Ron's <laughs> like, you and Snape have, our, have a thing? <laughs> <laughs> I love that.
6: Bagel. Talk
0: about,
2: yeah. Bagels. No. Bagels.
0: Bad bagels. Poor Ron. And then drunk Ron reacts kind of badly. Yeah. drunk but ron always reacts badly
1: does drunk <laughs> anyone ron. not react badly?
4: really <laughs> not in thick, i don't badly. think
0: some people can hold their liquor but not in fic and not ron definitely not ron and poor snape almost uh, strangles ron there he comes, where like, right, he come down and, like grab ron he's like shaking my like what have you heard what have you heard oh shame is the liquor Seamus all of that. Seamus every, every time I read that, I think, like, if Snape had played it a little cooler, they could have avoided this problem. Like, Ron thinks it's a joke until Snape comes up starts, like, shaking him, like, what have you heard? Who have you told? Yeah, pressing his wand against the boy's jugular. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh, my God, it's not a joke.
2: <laughs> and I would obliviate you myself at this very moment, but... I'm so mad! I'll mess it up, and and I want you to have a little bit of your brain. You can't. You can ill afford to be to lose any of your brain power.
0: So. Very snideish. does mm-hmm.
5: is it, is it strike you that maybe people should use Obliviate as a weapon more often? It seems to not work <laughs> yes. out so well. <laughs> like, oh, obliviate, just Obliviate, yeah. Voldemort. Maybe you can make stuff work.
4: I wonder if you could do that. Has anyone actually tried that in a fix? I don't know. I don't
0: know.
1: Well, how would you remember? Maybe they oh. do it all the time and yeah. just don't remember.
0: Maybe that's why Voldemort's so insane—too many uh, memory charms. <laughs> that's it. That's He's why he just went just to Tom Riddle to Voldemort.
4: That's why he never seems to remember that his scheme didn't work
0: last time. Yes, it never
1: all, all the previous fix were well, maybe
0: that's ways to tell his plans to Harry because he's really reminding himself out loud
1: in, in the hopes that Harry'll like, read him. his mind later and then I'll know that <laughs> <laughs> makes him sound like he's senile not
4: oblivted yeah. <laughs> great addition to crack Well, he also he's
0: like ninety years old so hey he could be a- he's not ninety years old he's like eighty
1: six
0: 70 80 No he has to be
4: a uh, little He's he around
1: born. McGonagall's age.
4: He's about 7 if you want to
0: really be technical.
1: Okay.
4: His uh, body
0: what he's born 1925 maybe? His new body? Yeah. 20 <laughs> So what is he, he's in school in the forties, anyway. We know yes. he's in school during World War Two, so he has to have He has to been born around nine, late twenties, probably.
4: Okay, forget the the real years. The Chamber of Secrets was over was opened fifty years ago. He was sixteen or so at the time. So, so he, there's sixty six years right there. Just like I mm-hmm. So he's just about seventy.
0: But it wasn't. It was actually opened a little bit. We know he's nineteen twenty five because we know he's in school when. Uh, Grindy is running around.
1: Grindy,
6: <laughs> Grimald.
0: That guy, yeah. Grimald. I was giving him a a, a fond nickname. Is what I was doing.
6: Okay. Gilly.
0: But but speaking of Ron, though, I actually think he handles it really well, which is a change from Ron. Things like, I mean, when he's drunk, he's like, oh my, like, oh my God, what the hell is going on? But once he sobers up, he's actually pretty like supportive and friendly and helpful to Harry about it. I felt because yeah. it doesn't involve someone dating Jenny.
5: <laughs> and it doesn't involve he, Hermione getting hurt did, yet. He did think that Harry had it. was what was it? It
1: was like he goes from him and Hermione to him and Snape. So at first, Ron thinks it's like that. <laughs> yeah.
4: yeah. <laughs> Ron also reacts well because it's not about Victor Crum so
0: Well, it's like but kind he, of a
1: step down. I mean, like it's like he was expe- he was expecting that, Snape, that Harry had a crush on Snape. So it's like Ugh. at least he doesn't <laughs> have a
0: crush on. Snape. Good way to build it, though. That's true. But, see, I've read a lot of these sorts of fics where, you know, Snape adopts Harry, Snape's Harry's father, however it works out. And just like Ron's always the one when Harry eats Jimmy that flips out, Every time it comes out that Snape's Harry's father, Snape—I mean Ron—flips out. That's kind of like the generic sort of cookie-cutter Ron in these stories. Like even a year like another, you read a year like another. What does Ron do? He flips out and goes crazy. Well, that's uh, sort of Ron's thing. Ron hates Slytherins and Ron hates Snape. Mm-hmm. So I'm saying I think he, I, I like that he handled it very maturely here. Which is not that he likes Snape, but he's not like, oh my God, Harry, I'm going to shun you until you, you know rejects and I, you know he's he's pretty he's helpful and support mm. he supports his friend.
2: Well, yeah, you just look at this advice that he gives
0: him. Good advice.
2: It's, it says um you know, I know he's a git talking about Snake, and he's not Snake, Snape, and he's not going to change, okay? But have you ever thought about the other stuff that comes with a father? I mean, your parents didn't really leave anyone behind for you. But maybe Snape has a brother or a sister or some other family you might like better. Just because he's a prat doesn't mean all of his relatives are. You turned out okay. Aww. And, you know, that makes him actually go to Snape and say, hey, are there any other relatives?
0: And that's really good advice, too, by the way. I think that's, like, Hermione-level advice from Ron there.
2: Yeah. It, I mean, he was really he, – he really put an effort into it. He was really being a friend there. It was great.
6: Yeah,
4: Hermione course, made he him sit down and watch Lifetime for a couple of hours, so he, his sensitive side <laughs>
0: came out. He's having more than – It turned out to be the, bad the, advice, but no fault of Ron's.
2: No. And it really – it wasn't bad advice. It just sort of backfired a little. Almost got
0: them both killed, but other than that. Yeah, well, you know.
2: Lucius would have gotten there somehow or another, so. It just happened earlier than it should have. <laughs>
0: well, yeah, well, I guess, which leads us to Harry asks Snape about his family, and Snape's like, you can meet my Hungarian relatives, and uh take it from there, Death Roll. No. <laughs> <laughs> take it from there, P.S. <laughs> What? See, this is what happens. They try to be, like, open and share the leadership, and you guys just throw it but right I, back I've at I've
1: become complacent to your dictatorship like France.
6: I'm
0: France. <laughs> so Snape goes to talk to the family with Harry's under his, co- his cloak, and Snape sticks his head in the fire, and he's sort of pulled through, and there's Lucius Malfoy, who's been, uh, running around all across Europe, tracking down all of Snape's relatives, torturing the death, trying to find a Septimus Snape. And he's been finding, apparently, Septimus. like, Septimus, Septimus Snape. <laughs> and he's, he's been finding, like, eight Septimus Snapes, and like, but none of them are the right Septimus Snape, obviously, and he's been killing Septimus Snapes left and right. <laughs> it's apparently an unlucky name to have. His uncle's being tortured in the back room by Bellatrix while this conversation's going on. But the significant thing to me is that Lucius, at this point, has now put together that Harry, I mean, that, me, that Septimus is Snape's son. He hasn't put together that Harry is Septimus, but he has made the leap that Septimus is Snape's son.
2: Right. And, he, you know, he's just not real smart in this because when he was enticing Bella to go on this hunt with him, the way he did it was say, you know, he has eyes the exact same color as Harry Potter's, but he never
0: put it together. But in his defense, though, it's a pretty far, you know, like like who would think that Harry Potter really isn't Harry Potter? He's Harry Snape. Yeah, so that's, unless you're that's you're in sort on of it, that's a good make. stretch. Yeah,
2: yeah, but how many people have the eyes that
4: exact color of green? Green yeah, eyes.
1: Everyone makes such a big deal of it.
4: No, yeah, they make a big it. deal because they're the exact same shade as his mother, and Did everyone loves his mother.
1: Really know Lily? Would he like recognize?
4: I don't think so.
0: No, he yeah. does. There's the moment in the earlier chapters where he's telling the Septimus, he's like, "There's something else." You remind about me of someone. Look, yeah, you remind me of someone, and he's like, "Well, duh, Snape?" And he's like, "Yes, yeah, Severus," but there's something else I can't put my finger on it.
6: Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, obviously, Lily, and I guess we'll just have to accept that Lucius knows who she is.
0: Yeah. Well, he would because he was in school with her.
4: It would because in the first war he was a Death Eater and they were in the order and yeah, well, yeah. went school defying school. Voldemort three times and all of that.
0: Yeah. But so, so. I don't find it unbelievable but he doesn't make the connection that Septimus is Harry. That's a that's a pre- even with the eye thing, that's a pretty huge leap. Like like yeah. you know, be honest, like if I was in Harry if I was in the world and I saw someone with like Sue's eyes, I wouldn't leap to the conclusion that that was really Sue in disguise. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah that's true.
4: Uh, unless you're Alistair Moody and you're constantly being vigilant for people in disguise who are trying to murder you, you really don't expect it. Yeah. I don't
5: see him as being that constantly vigilant.
4: Well, that's why he got the magical <laughs> he,
5: he practices it.
0: <laughs> and plus, keep in mind that Harry Potter wasn't exactly acting like Harry Potter for a lot of that time either. I mean, you don't expect Harry Potter to be sitting down to breakfast with Lucius and sort of, you know. Why not? That's that's, that's the image of Harry Potter. (laughs) Like, I'm sure Lucius would imagine that if Harry Potter was there, they would have been dueling, you know what I mean? I don't think Lucius would even assume that, you know, Harry Potter would sit down and chat and, you know, let me tickle him in bed. (laughs) (laughs) Messy stuff like Uh. that, you know? I find Lucius is not, but but he does make the connection that it's Snape's son, Mm -hmm. and that this is a handle for him to, you know, get to Snape with.
2: Yeah, but Snape doesn't take that lying down. What do no, you like, think
0: of Snape threatening Draco right back?
4: Is Mike lagging?
2: Yes, and yeah. he froze on me for a little bit. I, yeah, he, he I lost died. all Was
4: that? Yeah, Mike, you're mm-hmm. lagging and you're dropping somewhat from the...
2: Mike, talk. Mike. Mike?
4: We have lost so Mike. Figured. We have lost our... That's our leader. We're in
2: trouble.
0: Okay, I'm, I'm here. I'm taking I just couldn't hear a minutes. word. We have no, lost I'm still our here taking command. Back in your place. All I know is Sue just like that. I didn't hear a word Sue said. Uh, you
1: were the one that dropped out.
0: Oh, yeah, well, I was. To, to me, it was just that I couldn't hear Sue. But no, no taking my place. Back in line or all. We, we lost our
4: fearless mic. <laughs> Back our
6: fearless in line you what? <laughs>
2: That'll teach him to threaten us.
1: Okay. Okay. Wow. <laughs> I think poll. I think we know who Skype wants to be the leader. And it isn't isn't Mike. <laughs>
4: Apparently that was not. Providence right there. Good grief.
1: We'll never know what he was gonna do to me. <laughs> I know.
4: Well that wouldn't be suitable subject material for a podcast.
1: Oh yes.
4: I should be yes, Mike.
1: Ew. <laughs> <laughs> Does he know that he's been completely dropped?
4: Probably not.
1: Now nah, he's probably still talking about what he'll.
4: Do <laughs> no with, one but... panic. Right. You
2: sound like you're in a helicopter.
1: Awesome. Hold on. I still a Whoa. Yes, you right. are, and you're, you're a Dalek. You're a Dalek in a
5: helicopter being awesome.
1: electrocuted. <laughs> That's how bad it is. <laughs>
2: Oh my God, it. It's a Dalek yeah, it, with it, an echo. That's you're do- really cool. you a Dalek
1: <laughs> in a closet with a helicopter being electrocuted. It's very
0: sad. So, the podcast is
1: just going to hell.
0: (laughs) No, this podcast is the best podcast ever because it has a fearless leader.
1: When are you going to quit?
0: Never. Not as long as my troops need me. I put them ahead of myself, yes. It's just the sort of person I am. As long as my minions need me, I will be in the field working as hard as... but clothes on your back and a roof over your head. Is it too much to ask for you to be a little grateful for the hard work I do for you? To You realize
1: you just kind of mixed your metaphors. Are you a general or a politician?
0: Mike
4: also supports universal health care. I do. And he approves this message.
0: This message has been approved by Mike. Michael for Headmaster.
4: Let me just say I would trust Mike over most politicians. I would trust
1: Mike over most politicians, but I would trust most of you over Mike.
0: Hey! 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 <laughs> that really hurt there. I think I would be the best leader for this country out of everyone on PFW. No, I, I intensely disagree uh, with you. Yeah,
1: I think Ryan, I would yeah. I would vote for Ryan.
0: Ryan, vote for no, no, Ryan, no. Ryan, no, 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 no ryan's too much of an old-fashioned politician you need someone who knows what needs to be ryan would be a good congressman all right ryan could handle the congress thing he could maybe even handle a governorship i'd even go as high as a governorship ryan yeah, well,
1: Mike, he doesn't have you're the vision
0: he doesn't have the vision to be the leader of the country
1: you're a socialist
0: i am not i'm a capitalist
1: you just said you would put a roof over our head and clothes on our backs
0: I, that's what i do as a, as a leader of this country that sounds like that's, yeah. That's no, see, like I'm not giving it to you. You're earning it. I'm just. Provide- you never
1: said what we had to do to earn it. You said you'd give it to us.
4: <laughs> yeah, gifts. Uh,
0: well, then let me rephrase.
4: It's a, a bailout out. for the common man. <laughs> you
1: give
0: gifts all the time. He's, he's flip-flopping. This is very bad. I actually did vote for clothes on your back and a roof over your head before I voted against it. It's not my fault you didn't quite understand the complex political argument. We didn't understand it because you didn't explain it well at all. Because I was being interrupted by political socialist rabble-rousers who interrupted me.
4: I'm not a socialist. you not a, You're
0: socialist. a socialist. I'm a libertarian. You're, anyone who doesn't <laughs> vote for and me... You just
1: call him Condoleez Rice.
0: What I say, no, what I said is anyone who doesn't vote for me is a socialist, communist, American-heating wacko. Ask not what
7: your country can do for you
0: ask what you can do for your country and people who vote for me are capitalist patriots who approve of freedom
2: and i can see russia from my house editor can we, get,
0: can we
6: get the crickets
2: <laughs> in <laughs> there
0: so, editor and follow up with, with i, I want to be dictator editor this is what i want after i give that little campaign speech <laughs> editor i want patriotic american music going in the background uh, like, uh, uh, yeah. and I, then, I, then <laughs> can we get a big fracking
6: deal big fracking
0: deal that's <laughs>
1: my new favorite sound effect. I think I put it twice in the one
0: I'm editing. I want the national anthem in the background whenever I talk throughout this whole episode. Anytime I start talking, I want it starts off really soft and it gets louder and louder. The national anthem in the background. If you want that, then it's clear to me that you need to edit this episode. Unfortunately, that goes beyond my editing skills. Like My editing skills stop at like cutting out awkward silences. That means the terrorists win. Terrorists win. <laughs> we cannot allow that. This is this uh, atrocity will not stand. Tear down this wall. Hail to the chief is what I want at the start of this podcast every time I talk. <laughs> the now the editor needs
4: eating. to drop in a clip from my fellow Americans. Hail to the chief.
8: If you don't, I'll have to kill you. I am the chief, so you better watch
0: your step, you bastards. The large, silent majority of Americans are going to step up and vote me into power. You don't have Nixon to kick around anymore.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm voting for Sue. For Ray. I'm voting for Ray. Ray can make me cookies in her microwave.
0: you don't don't vote know, for BPS. Yes. Here's what I promise: to every Slytherin who votes for me, I will give you your own minion. For every Hufflepuff that you know votes, for you, I will what give <laughs> you. What house are the minions from? I don't need from. you to
5: give me minions. I can get plenty <laughs> by myself.
4: I, I do have to ask: what house are the minions from?
5: Yeah, that I, I, I can
4: specify
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
6: there's no Gryffindors.
0: Yeah. There. See, if I specify what house they're from, then I lose that house's votes. Whereas if I don't specify... I <laughs> so every Slytherin gets a minion from a lesser house, but I don't see it. We so get all of to. the unsorted ones from the
4: membership lists who have no posts.
0: That's right. <laughs> yeah, We're
1: actually about to delete, if
0: <laughs> you're on the Wippin' so It's just that my minions not be deleted. I'm going to vote a Chin of those people. They can serve as for minions. Yes, sir. It
2: seems that uh, you need to be talking to me since I am the sorting ad at the moment and have the power to put these people into the houses that you want. Sort yes, the sir.
1: minions, Sue. Sort <laughs> the minions.
0: <laughs> We wrote the Minions into the Minion House, which named a fifth house called the House of Minion. Uric the House the of Oddball. Awesome.
2: Yes, the
4: House of Awesome. <laughs> Has anyone minions else read the... Minions can't
1: be from the House of Awesome. Yeah, really. <laughs> the leaders are from the House of Awesome. Has anyone else
4: read that fic where Eric the Oddball formed the fifth house? Mm-hmm. I like your... I'll, I'll have to track it down and, and find a link for everybody. It's hysterical. Okay. I like Uric. He's my favorite character. I thought your so
1: favorite my... character was Snape.
0: My favorite secondary character
1: He's not even a secondary character. He's just a chocolate frog card. <laughs> uh, he's a name from history. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't even count as a character.
0: Well, I'm a historian, so I no wonder we match up so well.
1: That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Okay. It's just words. It makes sense. Unable to comply. It
0: makes sense. You're just not used to think as fast as I am. You know, think think of it it mathematically, yes. You're thinking of it socially. You have to think of it mathematically.
1: It's not social. It's logic.
0: Mathematic logic. logic.
1: I am thinking about. I'm thinking about it mathematically because math is logic. Oh yeah, then
0: what's the equation? What's the math equation? You're
1: not using logic. The Uh, equation. The the equation is Mike plus power equals crazy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the equation is x squared to the fifth y times x. (laughs) To to the fifth y?
2: Don't make me laugh. I'll start coughing and then you don't even
1: know your math.
0: My phone is ringing. Hold on a second.
1: (laughs) So that's what you go, that's where you go,
0: the, um... There's the link.
1: The minion goes to answer... Yeah, what's up? Mike, why aren't you muting? I <laughs> don't care about hearing your uh,
0: conversation. Yeah, what's up?
4: I'm
2: going to mute and cough. I'll be back
0: in a minute. Oh, you left the binder? Okay. <laughs>
1: Uh, <laughs> this is hysterical. No, this okay. this this can't be allowed to happen. I really am taking command.
6: No, okay. you're, yes. you all you're
1: We are overthrowing
5: Mike's dictatorship in favor of <laughs> P.S. Where's
2: the mute button for Mike? Wait, there's got to be one on here. Bagels. Yeah. Well, uh, with the f- flare of, uh, wait a minute. So, Lucius' hand
5: sneaks around Snape's
2: Neck and he brings his lips to Snape's ear, and he says, Septimus
4: oh, I, is your I son. I
5: completely forgot where that was going. And, <laughs> and with a flare it's of rage,
4: into a slash fic.
5: <laughs> Snape takes
2: a menacing step towards Malfoy, his eyes glittering, and he says, Keep in mind, dear friend, where Draco sleeps at night. You will encounter great difficulty locating my son, but I assure you, I will have no difficulty in finding yours.
5: Ooh. Dun dun dun. And
2: Malfoy's just like, but huh? you like Draco. <laughs> and Snape's like, yeah, but I like my son better. <laughs> you know? It's just like, it's, like the...
1: it's not like he would do anything. It's like he's just using, because, like, people like Lucius think everyone is as bad as them. Right. So he's assuming Lucius will assume that he'll do something terrible to Draco. Yeah, Because Lucius projection. would do something terrible to Draco.
2: Yeah. Lucius thinks about that for a minute and says, okay, then I'm just going to kill you. Because he knows that, well, he thinks he knows that Snape will follow through on his threat to Draco. So he starts to do it, and lo and behold, Harry has snuck in underneath the invisibility cloak and stuns him. Yes.
4: And Snape, grudgingly, uh, after all of the shouting and so forth, thanks Harry for saving his life mm-hmm.
5: and allows Lucius to live.
4: Look at that! I was on topic and I knew what was going on! Woohoo! Yay! Yay!
1: So the editor, can, we get, can we get the cheering children in here? Yay! <laughs> we don't need I'm <laughs> telling you, my life has become like 10,000 times better since I started learning to use sound effects in my editing. <laughs> sound so effects episode, are fun. Episode 97 is going to rock.
4: All right. That's the first one on this. That's trick, the yeah. first
1: one it's on, and I am I am editing like a mad woman. And I have got have got my, I have got cheering children. Yay! I have got Crickets. I've got Galactica. I have the Boomerang.
2: Nice. I just got the Boomerang. I like that one.
1: Oh, the, bur- the Boomerang is good when... Because Mike... Lost his mic and thought he was talking and wasn't. So like he suddenly appeared saying random things. So we put, so I put in the boomerang.
4: Everything Mike says is random. Brilliant.
1: Well, this was like me and Ryan and Kezo were talking about Halloween, and then like, Mike appeared talking about Leave It to Beaver. Okay. Yeah, well,
4: Mike randomly will interrupt discussion about Fick to say, if you had to live in a car for the next, oh year, yes,
1: if you had to, li- what what kind of car would you? What live kind
4: in? of car would you live in? Oh, you
5: had to. South America. Yeah, if I
1: had to go to each continent, which host would I bring with me?
5: Yeah, what <laughs> one were you going with them to?
1: Asia, because I speak Asia. one Asian language.
5: Right? Ah, yes. there you go. Well, well it's elite, better than most of us who can't speak any. Than there are. <laughs>
1: I think he was like taking Jen to South America because like they were the ones left over. No,
4: he's taking Lady yeah. Chi to South he was America. taking Chi to yeah, South America.
5: She's the survivor. She
4: knows how to survive. Yes. Survive
2: I in the mean. jungle.
5: I need a mommy. I need a mommy.
2: I need a mommy. But my favorite question was, "How do you get out of quicksand?" <laughs>
5: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what was up with that? Was
1: it really at the end?
2: Let, let, let's let's oh, do yeah. a
1: Mike style question. If you, because Mike is not with us, if you were a traffic sign, what traffic sign would you be?
4: Slippery when wet.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I falling think
4: I'd be caution falling rocks. Yeah.
1: How about bridge may be icy? I'll be okay. no U
5: turn for no apparent
1: reason. <laughs> Oh, well, see, you're you're the one that foils everybody's plans because, like, you know how you're, like, going along and you think, oh, I'll just make a U-turn. But, like, every time you think that you have to make a U-turn, it's no U-turn.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Unless you're a police car, they seem I mean, to be exempt don't have to make a U-turn, turn, it's
1: allowed.
6: Mm-hmm.
1: So then you have to, like, drive five miles in the middle of nowhere to, like, turn around in someone's driveway and they might shoot at you.
4: Yeah. What well, would that's Mike what say. It's
1: hard to come up with as random stuff as he does, so.
0: It really is.
1: Yeah, We so now let's ask Mike. Hey,
4: yes. Mike.
0: Yes.
1: What traffic? What traffic sign would you be if you had to be a traffic sign? Deer
0: crossing. No, no question at all. <laughs> <laughs> no hesitation. Please let us note that.
5: He didn't even that's, think about that's it. That's amazing. He's have now ready to go. <laughs>
0: Oh, there's no doubt about that. Who? What other, what other sign can match that one for coolness?
5: Slippery when, when, when wet.
1: I like <laughs> death. I like death's
0: answer. Yeah, I'm a deer. everybody to, I, I told you guys my uh, New York City deer plan, right? <laughs> yeah, yes.
1: yes. you have told us
0: that. De- deer are just cool animals all around. Mike, I saw the elk the other day. That was pretty cool. I heard that when cars get into fights with elk, the elk win. When cars? Yeah. cars get into cars, fights. Cars they
1: don't get into fights. Ass. Cars are machines.
0: I, I mean, when a person is a car... It's a turn of phrase. I completely understand what he means. Yeah, yeah. they do. Yeah, the the elk wins. Like like if you hit a deer, the deer dies. Unfortunately, when you hit the elk, the car dies. Yeah. Yeah, but it hurts the elk too. The car loses.
6: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So I really, really, really wanted to hear what Sue had to say about Lucius correcting Snape in the home of his relatives while his relatives are being killed. I mean, when well, need guess thirty guess. minutes.
2: I, I've already said it twice. Now you're going to have to wait for the podcast to come out.
0: No. Yep. We have moved on. Where are we moved on to? Where is the last thing we're talking about? Where are we now? Uh, we're somewhere in Chapter 30, aren't we?
2: We're uh, at Harry seeing Tonks. Yeah. Uh, as she's on her way up to uh, Dumbledore's office.
4: Mm-hmm. Okay. And they have a conversation where Harry, he can't get two words straight in this conversation. At least it comes across to me. Um, he's reading into everything she's saying when, when she says that Dumbledore wants a few hours watching over you kids and he reacts very badly to that and he starts tripping all over his tongue trying to not ruin this, the, this comforting
0: relationship that he had. And you guys. Look at that. I had a point. Yay. Did you guys go over the whole, um, Harry visiting Sneak in the hospital thing?
2: That actually comes next.
0: Well, Sue, what do you think of Harry visiting Snape in the hospital?
2: I thought it was really interesting that he kept sneaking up there underneath the invisibility coat just to kind of check on him and make sure and that Snape became aware that he was there and would be uh, waiting to hear him coming up and finally confronts him. Um, And I, I liked Harry saying, well, excuse me for wanting to worry about somebody that fainted right on top of me. It wasn't me. I didn't. I didn't Slytherins don't faint. <laughs> no, they just, uh, yeah. Pass out,
6: apparently. Pass out.
0: <laughs> and, but I really like, too, from that scene that, um... I guess this is my reading of why this is a crucial scene. that It ends with the last line in this is, Nor could he ignore the fear that Lucius had perhaps honed in upon the perfect weakness. Malfoy had finally found something Severus couldn't bear to see destroyed. And that's how that scene ends, which is a um, recognition on Snape's part of what's been growing for a little while between them in terms of feelings. And the reason I think this scene is what causes this revelation for Snape is because we've been seeing throughout this fic how Snape has an inferiority complex in a certain extent, or like, um, what, what he's most wanted is to be respected and recognized and cared for for himself. We see this the whole thing with Dumbledore. Um, you guys weren't there. PS was there, but the rest of you weren't there for the earlier podcast. But a big theme we were talking about was how he, He The reason he's so upset with Dumbledore is because he wants Dumbledore's respect and he wants Dumbledore's love. You know, he goes into this school from this abused family and Dumbledore is the first one to treat him with respect. And that's why he that's the root of why he hates the Marauders is not because of what they did to him, though that then builds on it. But it's because Dumbledore likes them more than him and it sort of crushes him that this person Dumbledore didn't really love him. Dumbledore was just being nice to him. Dumbledore loves the Marauders. You know, Lily doesn't really love him. She was just using him. She loves James. Death right. Eaters, you know, he thinks they all think of him in contempt. They don't really respect him. He's snivelous to them. So this is for the first time ever in his life you see, have someone, see, you know, Harry's not doing this for any, you know, that's why he's going in the invisibility cloak. He's not doing this to score points or to look good. He's doing it just because he genuinely cared about Severus. And that's why it means so much to Severus, in my opinion, because that's the thing that he's wanted his whole life. And that his this sort of like gruff, sarcastic, mean exterior is hiding. The fact that he really wants someone to care for him. And then there's his Harry, his son you know, doing this on his own, unprompted, unmanipulated. And I think mm-hmm. that just gets through to him.
1: Yeah, because I think it it kind of remind. I mean, I was thinking, given Snape's whole background, it's like the thing with Remus where he assumed... Just like he uses... He used this against Lucius, like I was saying before. He assumed that Remus... Would be just as bad as him. That Remus was trying to do bad by Snape by getting on Harry's good side mm-hmm. because that's what Snape would do.
0: Seeing it again, yeah, the seeing it as it's about me, it's not about Harry. You know, the self, the concept that you, you can care for someone more than you care about yourself is far into Snape, really, until we start to see it develop with Harry in these chapters.
1: Yeah, because I think it, what it is is that he. He has spent so long of people not being nice to him. He, he assumes that nobody is going to be neutral or nice. He just assumes everyone hates him. Because, like, Lily. Lily had ulterior motive to sleeping with him.
0: Right. Yeah. And you could argue Dumbledore has an ulterior motive in being nice to him, too. I don't think he does, but you could argue from, you know, Sneak's perspective, it could seem like that.
6: Mm-hmm.
2: I enjoy this little exchange. Um, Snape has caught him and he's like, Go to bed, Potter. Five points from Gryffindor. And Harry <laughs> looks at him incredulously and Snape raises an eyebrow and he's like, Five points? Harry echoes, Would you prefer I make it ten? And Harry's like laughing, Here I am, out after curfew, and you're only deducting five points?
4: Know, seriously. <laughs> well, it's, he's going to up it to ten and then it's going to be five more for
0: his cheek. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe that's when he does the line about the potion. Do you have that line to you, Sue?
2: Um. Here, the potion over vacation. Snape spoke up clumsily. The calming draught you blew, you brewed for me when I was indisposed. You added too much asphodel. It tasted quite bitter. Oh, said Harry, still confused. Sorry about that. Um, do you want me to let you sleep now? And Snape's like, okay, that didn't work. And so he says, the potion, otherwise, he fumbles for a moment, exceeded my expectations. At the boy's silence, he said, it was not an entirely poor effort.
4: It (laughs) exceeds expectations, which means he doesn't get into the new potions class.
0: Right. (laughs) It's not an entirely poor effort. I like that. No, (laughs) not entirely poor.
4: (laughs) Only somewhat poor.
2: Really, Harry said, surprised? He blinked several times, and then his lips twisted in a certain manner that threatened to become a smile. I I didn't think you were very happy with me, and I love Snape. It alleviated my symptoms. Perhaps I should have told you so.
6: (laughs) (laughs)
5: Perhaps. Mm,
2: Maybe.
4: Instead of screaming at
0: him. (laughs) Gratitude.
2: Yeah, it's Snape. That's just
5: how he
0: is. <laughs> oh yeah, oh, that was a very snippish response, I think.
2: And then, because Harry's just like standing there, completely dumbfounded, he's like, "Okay, now it's fifteen points. And if I catch you out after curfew again, you will not like your punishments."
6: <laughs>
0: uh. One of the things, I don't know if you guys agree with me, one of the general things I like about this story so much is even if you find the starting plot premise hard to swallow in terms of Harry being Snape's son, I think all the characters are amazingly in character, whether we're talking Dumbledore, Snape, Lucius, uh, whoever. I think uh, E.M. Snape does a really good job of uh, sort of making their reactions to the situation perfectly believable. To my ass. I'll stipulate to that.
4: I think
5: the main characters are, but when you think about, like, Lily and James and Tonks, they're all totally yeah. different.
4: Well, I think that goes along with what he said about the premise and the setup. Mm-hmm.
5: Yes, yes, I think... Silly, I get... could see Lily possibly sleeping with Snape for, like, maybe to get back at James, but I wouldn't see her being so evil about it. Yeah, I didn't... It's so I think... mean...
1: I wouldn't even, I mean, maybe this is just coming at it from the perspective of getting Deathly Hallows, which we didn't have when this fic was written, but I would even buy, like, a a legit Lily Snape ship, you know, where it's like... Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, I think th- I could be wrong. This is just me totally guessing here. But I, I sort of guessed when, when this was written, I don't know how many sort of slytherin sort of fics you were, being, you were reading back at that point in time. But there was there was definitely a theme in that in this sort of side of fandom that just based off of the one pensive of memory, Lily was sort of like this wonderful saint. And there's a lot of there's a lot of um, Snape Lily fix coming out, but they were all about like this wonderful Lily is the only person who understood Snape and the truce. You know, that was sort of like, oh, the yeah,
4: I I, and, I I get what you mean. Yeah. And
0: it's nauseating. So Exactly. So I almost think when I read this, as someone who's read so many of those Slytherin sort of things, I think that she was purposely doing that as a reaction to that, to saying, like, wait a second, we don't know anything about Lily in this other that she yelled at James while James was turning Snake upside down and, and thinking his pants we don't know anything about her as a person. And this I think was a reaction to that sort of widespread phenomenon of Anna. Personally, that's my mm-hmm. feeling. Mm-hmm. It's not outside the realm of possibility and now I do things to
4: just throw people for a loop, so I don't see any reason why A. E. M. Snape could not have done the same thing, because you don't necessarily bring up bad stuff about dead people.
1: And why yeah. would you even, I mean, why would Remus even say, by the way, your mother was kind of a whore? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's not, not just that you don't speak ill of the dead, it is not the kind of things you tell about someone's mother.
4: Especially not when Harry's at that age, either.
5: Well, it's mm-hmm. not like Harry's going to ask about his parents anyway, so...
0: Well, no one even t- well, people tell. people tell Harry about his Dad, but no one tells him about his mother at all, really. If you think about it, for the first five books, we don't know anything about Harry's mother other than she had. Green uh, really nice. eyes. Other than she looks like Ginny. <laughs> we don't even know if she looks like Ginny, really. We just know that she has Harry's eyes. Well,
4: we've seen. Th- there's got to be a description of her in the mirror of Era said. Mm, that's true. Well,
2: yeah, Wait.
1: I mean, think, but see, I think. The Mirror of Erised is the first time Harry even sees her, isn't it? Because it's not... I mean, the Dursleys didn't show many any pictures. Yeah, they don't enough pictures. He didn't, he didn't even know... I mean, the first time he gets an image of what his parents look like is when Hagrid tells him he looks like his dad and he has his mother's eyes. But the rest True. of it he doesn't know until the Mirror of Erised.
4: Correct, because right. he doesn't get the photo album until the end of first year. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I guess next is the attack on Hogsmeade. Oh, no, first we have... Uh, Hermione and Ron quizzing Harry to find out what, uh, you know, guessing his lies about his secret girlfriend that mm-hmm. I thought it was kind of cute. His girlfriend from Canada. <laughs> his girlfriend from Canada. That's right. <laughs> that is Better what it's like. Niagara Falls. I knew so many people who would actually do. You know, you make that as a joke, but I knew people who would actually do that. I'd be like, "Come on!" It's more of a guy thing than a girl thing. It, it's, it's a joke where you would have like. No, it's not even really a joke. It's well, guys. It actually who, happens. I know people who would do that. It'd be like, yeah, like a guy would be bragging about his girlfriend who would be conveniently be from Canada. You know, or some like, boys
4: a, who need a girlfriend to brag about doing things with, or and right. so on, and oh... Where is she then? It will inevitably come from the other guys he's telling the stories to, and he'll have to say, oh, she lives in Canada. I met her when we went to Niagara Falls.
0: Florida, or, you know, someplace far away. So you always see jokes to where like, the one time that's really actually the case, and no one ever believes the guy. Oh,
1: that's like that's like when Monk, the wallet model, he's trying to um tell about his girlfriend, so he pulls a picture of her out of the wallet, out of his wallet, and it's the picture that came in the wallet. And, and she says, the- oh, she's <laughs> a wallet model. Model. And it turns out it's true. He really does have a girlfriend, and she really is a wallet model.
0: <laughs>
6: That's awesome.
0: <laughs> that is kind of cool. Hermione and uh, Ron are about to guess it's Tonks when the Death Eaters attack. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, because the whole
2: the only reason that he went into Hogsmeade with them it was to confront
0: Tonks. Which he does, and that's the whole thing we kinda of talked about already, where she gives him a chance after they graduate. She says we'll see right. how we go.
2: And while they're there, be- just before the Death Eaters um attack, Draco butts in and says That's right, yeah. Something and so and I didn't quite figure out I, I didn't quite um get how this worked, but they had something from um WWW that because they threw it at the floor at the trio's feet, at Draco and Goal's feet that their wands would only shoot Silly String. I I don't quite know what it was that they had. but So they go out to have this duel, and it becomes this crazy thing because they can't shoot anything at him. They're throwing spells, and it's just Silly String shooting through.
0: Yep, and then in the middle of them freaking out in the duel, then we have the Death Eaters attack. Mm -hmm. Um, And the Dementors. And the Dementors.
2: Right, and Draco has lost his wand at this point.
4: Yeah, and he tells Crabbe and Goyle to stop looking for their wands and look for
0: his, Mm -hmm. considering all that he is. They do. (laughs) They do.
2: Well, you know, he's the one in charge, and they're just the
4: minions. Crabbe and Goyle are minions. If
0: yes. yes. only one of them had to have a wand, I suppose you want Draco to be the one with a wand out of the three of them. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so let me see which one of you. Is no, Crab? not necessarily. Crab is yeah. very good so with his. He's this. a man of action. He's a man of action.
4: <laughs> Boyle is the man of action, and Crab can cast Fiendfire. They they are certainly very capable in that regard.
0: There we go. Though, if I trust my life to one of them, I'd still probably pick Draco, because I think he had a little bit more diversity in his spellcasting abilities. Probably. No, I
5: think he'd get his wand and run away and leave you to- <laughs> Yeah, I think, I
0: would, I think <laughs> if I had to... If I'd run choice, with him, though. Choice, the if the
1: choice came down to Crabbe, Goyle, or Draco, I think I'd just run.
6: Yeah. <laughs>
2: Which is uh, kind of what uh, Harry and Ron end up doing. They start to run, and but... then they find out that there's also the Dementors there, and Harry won't leave... Draco defenseless.
0: Which I find yeah. very believable. That's Harry's saving people thing. Mm-hmm. Just
4: because we hate each other doesn't mean I'd leave you to a Dementor, Draco. And he calls him by his first name, which is interesting.
2: Yeah. Well, okay. like I said earlier, he's he feels sorry for him after having the experience that he had with, with Lucius. He's
4: yeah.
2: seeing Draco in a very new light.
4: Very new light. And he mm-hmm. sees Draco's wand, and he summons it, and he gives it back to him, and Draco just is WTF.
2: Yeah, Draco kind of freaks.
4: Yeah, he he goes into caps lock mode. Yes.
2: <laughs> Harry goes goes back for Draco. Don't touch me, Draco screamed, lurching <laughs> to his feet away from Harry's proffered hand. Harry let it drop to his side. Just stay away from me, Potter. I said it. Thank you. I did that once and didn't edit, and I floored people, so I thought it would
4: be- <laughs> <laughs> I find that hard to imagine, actually. So do I, actually.
2: So did Ryan, who said the entire rest of the podcast. I can't believe Sue said that.
1: Yeah, I remember that. <laughs>
2: and, and Jen, too, was on, and she said, no, Sue works with 18 little kids. She comes home and says that word repeatedly.
0: Like that. <laughs> the dark <laughs> yeah. side of Sue.
2: Yes. I was asked yesterday if all Hufflepuffs
0: were evil. and What? Of
2: anger. If, what? Were they? I said I wouldn't answer that because it could incriminate me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> See, I think every house would have their own brand of evil. I, that's what I think. But, but this is my theory about houses. That every house has sort of like the evil version of it. So like in Slytherin, the evil version is sort of like the Voldemort or like... Death Eaters. The, so basically Death plain eaters. old
6: evil. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or like the
0: manipulative, like, nasty evil. And Hufflepuff. In Hufflepuff, the evil would be sort of like a um, communist China sort of evil. It's the Diet Coke of evil. Like, they'd all like group together and they'd wipe out all individuality and like be like, that'd be like the evil version of Hufflepuff, where like, like anyone who doesn't pull for the group gets like chopped down anyone who doesn't do for the state gets chopped that's like evil hufflepuff and collective hugging time i was
6: gonna (laughs) say
4: (laughs) we're (laughs) gonna (laughs) (laughs) will be assimilated (laughs) that's right anyone who doesn't uh individuality is futile Hufflepuff or Borg?
0: That's what it is. Yeah, but I mean, can't you see, like, like that would be the evil version of Hufflepuff, would be that, right? No,
1: don't, because then you're going to, like, say what houses, like, all the different aliens are in.
0: I don't know any aliens. I thought aliens they just kill
5: it. people with kindness. That's it. No, apparently they're
0: the Borg. Like, I'm being more, like, joking aside, I'm being more serious. Like, if you wanted to know what like, evil Hufflepuff dictatorship would look like, that's what it would look like. It would be, like, evil assimilation, sort of chopped down individual for the good well, of the society.
2: It's kind of like what Harry's doing to Draco right now. He's being so kind, and
4: it freaks, Draco, it freaks
0: been evil. Draco out. Thank you, Sue. But, <laughs> thank you,
2: Sue. Uh, I'm trying.
0: Uh, and so he saves Draco, and that's when he runs into Remus, right? And he's trying to go back to help Hermione, if I remember correctly. Yes. No, he, he yeah, doesn't.
2: because Hermione's he just... been hit.
0: Yeah, Hermione's hit, and he's trying to run back, and Remus isn't letting him, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Remus is holding on, and this is where he goes, Harry tries to run back to help his friends, but Remus holds him back, and Remus, sl- oh, that's, that's fine, no, it's not, the, the dialogue. Because the, the dialogue is, Remus slammed him back down. Um, some, Or you can get someone killed, didn't you learn anything about Sirius? And that's Remus freaking out. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: And that's when Harry finally realizes how Remus really feels.
0: Correct. Yeah. If you had to say something, think about what this day has been like for Harry. Tonks, we do not know this yet, but but we find out in in this day, Tonks is the girl he loves who just broke up with him, dies. Uh, Hermione, his best friend, is hit by a bolt. Remus, the person, you know, his role model, the person he admires, is apparently holding a secret grudge against him for killing his godfather to Harry's mind. Uh, Ron, his other best friend, blames him for Hermione, and his father is Snape. Mm-hmm. This is the this, this is Harry's day. Of <laughs> all <laughs> right. the, the bad things, is... the worst and the last is his father is Snape.
6: <laughs>
0: but I mean, he made it. It's just like one thing after the other. So, yeah. Yes. I mean, but anyway, yeah. Remus holds him back. When is Harry gonna get a flat tire?
1: Yeah. And a bird is gonna crap on his head.
0: Yeah. <laughs> his he broke. You know, like, he goes to ride his broom, and like the the the, le- the twigs are all messed up. Aww. Can't mess up a firebolt. You, you, just,
1: you just smash it, or like, or you 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 get it. It got destroyed in Deathly Hallows.
0: Of course, you can mess up a firebolt. That's just what they were worried about uh, Sirius doing into it in book three.
5: Oh, doesn't yeah? Um, isn't this the same day that Snape starts spreading the story that Harry runs into a goalpost with his broom, which isn't true, but it's a oh. cover up. <laughs>
6: I
2: don't
5: remember I think that that. Is the same day. It's um.
4: <laughs> I don't think it's the <laughs> same day, but
5: I remember later. that. <laughs> yeah. That's some point in the book.
2: It must be a
6: little
0: later because I don't remember that in my reread. I remember that. <laughs> I, remember that it I remember that scene, but I don't remember rereading it either. Yeah. Yeah, it must be a little, All a little
5: right, later. All right, maybe it's later on. <laughs> Because
0: that would just round out that day even more. Yeah. <laughs> round that day. So yeah. So so Remus grabs him and yells at the truth, and Harry's all shocked. And then finally, the aftermath is Ron comes back with an unconscious Hermione. Right. And Ron's like glaring, and I'm like, "Where were you?" And Hermione's deposited in the hospital room. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and Harry goes, "Am I getting my chronology right?" Harry goes to visit Ron, and Ron's like spitting mad at Harry, and he's like, "It's all your fault. We went back for Draco Malfoy." And
2: right. And Draco grabs him on his way up to the hospital and it's just like what is wrong with you? Why are you all of a sudden being nice to me? I don't like this. This is weird kind of thing.
0: (laughs) I, what do you think of Ron, what Ron says to Harry in terms of, do you forgive Ron? Do you think there's truth there? I'm assuming you all don't think Ron should have said that to Harry, but do you think, do you forgive Ron for saying that? Ron
2: being Ron. I mean, he does this all the time in canon, you know, something happens and he takes it wrong and he goes off in a huff and then he comes back. I don't blame him for being upset with Harry because Harry did go back for Draco, and none of them know why Harry's feelings for Draco have changed.
0: Even ignoring everything we know about Draco's parents, um, don't you think that it's just sort of a Harry thing, like a good per- like this is Harry the hero that, you know, doesn't matter who it is, you go back and help them. You don't leave someone to Dementors. I think it's more, than, I think it's not really so much that what Lucius shows him about Draco's upbringing as just this is Harry as a decent person. He's not going to leave anyone, even someone he dislikes for Dementors.
2: Yeah, yeah I, I can see that. But at the same time I can see Ron reacting the way that Ron is reacting because we know already that Ron's in love with Hermione, and mm-hmm. so he's going to react like this he'll he'll regret it later, yeah, and he'll think about it, and he'll apologize later, but I've
4: actually got the text here if we want. it okay. he doesn't say anything particularly egregious, it's just a whole bunch of things, um but the first bit that he says I really take issue with um he says. I had to do something. He looked at Harry for the first time. You weren't there. That just, the the choice of wording is interesting because it seems like Ron is very, very dependent on Harry. And Mm -hmm. I don't know if I think that's part of his character or not. Is Ron the sort of guy who would naturally defer to Harry in all things and not step up at all for, for his own sake?
0: I don't know. Well, I think, maybe I, see, I read that not so much as him deferring to Harry as the idea of, you know, where this inseparable trio, where were you? I would have been there if it was you. You know, we would have, me and Hermione would have, have had your back every time, no matter what, and we would every time, no matter what. So where were you when we needed you, when Hermione needed you there? That was kind of how I read it, personally. Mm-hmm. I don't know if anyone, I, I don't know if anyone else read it. Bad.
5: I thought that's what he was saying, too. It's like, where were you? Like, how come you weren't there? You know, you left us alone. But it wasn't Harry fault that he left him alone. Remus dragged him off and wouldn't let him come back. And then Ron stayed mad at him for it, even though he was trying to explain. That frustrated the heck out of me. (laughs) <laughs> like, Rod, brigade.
2: Yeah, and then that's when, he, I think this is the part where he finds out that there were several Aurors that were killed. And so he goes off to send a an owl to Tonks.
0: And it turns out Tonksy has bit the dust. Yeah. She got stabbed yes a
5: few times.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, repeatedly. <laughs> Not a good way to go, Bella. Uh, Bella, yeah. Bella yeah, and,
5: and we did
2: kind of jump over that part, because um, Snape shows up where... Uh, Peter's being tortured and and stuff like that. There's a couple of good lines here. Uh, Snape says to Lucius, a fine attempt, Lucius, Snape whispers, do you realize you nearly got your own son kissed by a Dementor and he had to be rescued by Harry Potter?
4: Yeah. (laughs) Talking about rubbing salt in the wound. Yeah.
0: Big even more is telling, though I think, is the line where um, Bella says to Lucius, "Think, dear brother, that's two black sisters you have now who have now given up on you satisfying their needs." In terms of Lucius didn't give her the half blood to torture, and Narcissa is cheating on him with Julian because Lucius right. isn't doubt enough. And to me, that's the more significant insult because what Snape whispers to him is private, and I think mm-hmm. what we see with Lucius's character here is the reason he the reason he's now such a almost blood vendetta against Snape is because it's it's not even the Snape torturing him in the backyard and tying him up; it's the sort of this public humiliation that now all of these people who are supposed to sort of like respect the Malfoy name and respect him are making fun of him and. Mm-hmm. You know, laughing at him, and that's right. what I think drives him crazy.
2: And he, I mean, it's not like they didn't know, it's just that they never made it really public that they knew, and now it's out in the open.
0: This whole chapter is feeding into Harry's blaming thing, that everyone's blaming stuff on Harry, and Harry has enough of a problem already, taking too much blame on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's the interest, everyone's blaming him for something. Uh, Ron's blaming him for Hermione, Remus is blaming him for uh, Sirius, Harry's blaming himself for bazillion things. So he finds up Tonks died, and he's sort of running through the hallways with a bu- with the dark magic book. And he bumps mm-hmm. into Remus because Remus is chasing him, right? Or well, yeah, is the next Remus. Day. And Remus is looking for him. This the next day, and Remus is looking for him. And Remus bumps into him just before Harry leaves. Mm-hmm. And they have a little conversation. I don't know if you want to take it from there. P.S. There was something strangely said about Harry's refusal to remove the cloak, almost as though Harry believed if no one could see him, no one could hurt him. Yeah. Poor mm-hmm. Harry, hiding in his... But Remus, I guess... Actually, I don't remember. How does Remus know he's there? He smells him, I guess.
1: Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. he has senses. Yeah, because senses.
0: It, it's almost the full moon. Uh,
1: is that canon, that they have, like, super senses? Because it's in, like, every werewolf fit, I feel.
4: I don't think it actually is canon, but it's part of the legend or...
0: Well, I think you just assume it because wolves have better senses than humans and they're turning into wolves. So you just assume that mm-hmm. they'll have a wolf sense of smell. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But the fact that it carries over to the human form is something
4: you see all the time.
0: We do see though that certain amounts of their powers carry over. Because just look what happens to Bills scratched, not at the full moon, but it still affects them to a certain That's there's, true. There's clearly some sort of carryover when they're in human it's form.
1: It's like right. you were saying, I mean, I know wolves have like say a better sense of smell than humans, but like that's because their like physical nose is different. But like when Remus is human, he still has his human
0: nose. I would actually say thinking about it, it almost makes sense, though, because take Bill, right? I've Where would you like, like me to take him? <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 I'll take Bill. <laughs> I was taking the uh, same thing. <laughs>
5: Is he wearing a towel? <laughs> no,
0: take Bill on the back. Uh, anyway. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> they will. All three of them. All three of them will, yeah. You know, it's hot. But here's so with Bill, he's scratched by the werewolf mm-hmm. and he's not only infected. But even when it's not a full moon, when it's daylight out, when it's whatever, we see it's affecting him to a certain extent. His his uh, his instincts, his taste, everything are being affected by it. So that to me implies, and this is someone who's not fully infected. So that would imply to me that someone who is fully infected would be that much more. Not to mention we see Remus having effects of it not just on the day of the full moon, but the days leading up to it. And following it, so I wouldn't think there is some sort of carry. It's reasonable to assume some sort of carryover, well, we even if you have no-
1: I mean, but wolves aren't sick all the time.
2: I'm thinking of um, the movie, which I know is not canon in most instances, but the scene where the they're at the burrow and they're running through the cornfields or whatever, and uh, Fenrir's there, and one of the scenes is him, like, taking a deep breath. He's scenting them.
1: Well, I think yeah. that he's just crazy.
2: Bracken,
6: Brilliant!
1: You know, I mean, I can... Well, that's... <laughs> you know, I, could, I could even picture him, like, pretending that he can smell better just to be, like, more Wolf, like you know what I mean. Yeah. That
0: should be in the title of this episode, by the way. Fenrir, Fenrir. Greyback is a poser. He's just crazy. Yes.
1: Every there, he's crazy. Yeah. And also, Ryan wants me to use my word of the week. He's a whore. Okay. Because apparently, that's my word of the week.
0: Is what I read that somewhere. Is what Brian
1: what? thinks I have been abusing the word.
0: The word whore.
1: Yes. As apparently everyone
0: is. Your mission, should you choose to accept it, P.S. <laughs> is to use the word whore forty more times before this podcast ends, but to do it naturally by dropping it into sentences. So I can't
2: With just be like heavens. Yeah. We only have two more chapters. I do hope we're not going to have to uh, do that. Ten that times. Quickly.
0: You have to drop the word whore in very like we can pick up on it. That's okay because we're all listening to it. It has to like smooth. Like it can't be like whore whore whore. It has to be like neatly dropped into the conversation ten more times. Hey
4: P.S. If you had to describe Lily using one word. Well- What would it be? She's a whore.
0: (laughs) And Bella?
1: Yeah, she too. She is also a whore.
0: There we go. That's not what I meant, though. You know what I mean. Tonks.
1: Tonks is also a whore. And Lucius.
0: Lucius. Lucius
4: is is the biggest whore. Okay. Anyway. And
2: and I suppose if you're going by that same
4: token, so would Narcissa be. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And also, what's Narcissa's friend's name? Julian?
4: Julian. 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 (laughs) Harry is surrounded by whores. Except,
1: title of
4: this Except Hermione. There are so many titles for this episode.
0: <laughs> <laughs> How will we choose? How will we I, choose? I will choose because I am. No, child. <laughs> <laughs> I will command <laughs> no, well, be it
1: because he he d- can't do all the fancy things that he requests of his editor. See, Mike, I think the first rule about, like, being a, a president is that, like, you shouldn't expect of your people things that you wouldn't take on yourself. You can't just be, like, expect. I
0: don't. Here's what I expect. I think we've gotten away from our good old-fashioned roots. Back in the day when podcast hosts were men and we worked <laughs> in the field of the man. Excuse me. Men, excuse you. <laughs> no, no, no. No. Back in the day when Mike's we were getting booted pioneer stuff. who worked hard and, you know, put our sweat, blood, and tears into our podcast. There were none of these fancy sound-ma-jigs and luzi ma It was cool. luzi
8: <laughs> <laughs> Mike? Wait,
0: wait, wait. I just, have a point here. So,
2: Mike?
1: Who are you, Doctor Seuss?
6: Yes?
2: When, back in the olden days, when it was just Ryan, we didn't need sound effects because we had Jen.
1: That
7: <laughs> Right.
0: There, there was a Talkin' song. There was a Crazy Jen. There was a Ryan monologue and sci-fi thing. And then it was all podcast. None of these fancy biggity gyps and jumpity-hoos. Hey,
1: Eddie? Now, please insert as many sound effects as are humanly possible right here. I expect Daleks, I expect crickets, I expect the phone off the hook.
6: Beep,
5: beep, 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 beep. Yeah, and then
2: we need the, uh, Claxton and and the, go way off course. Go way off course. <laughs> Something's
4: Something wrong. Stop talking. Cheese uh, banana. Shut your friggin' gob, okay? Shut, shut up, up Wesley.
1: Right? Exterminate,
4: exterminate. Beat it, set up.
1: Oh, We're not the Hogwarts choir. I would just like to
4: point out that I wrote a Hogwarts choir before we saw it in the movies. (laughs) Good job. At least there weren't frogs. I, I, I did me. not inv- involve giant frogs. As,
0: as our fearless leader, I'm going to make an executive decision to pull us back on track. because We got off track at a really high tension moment.
1: Important okay. juncture. If you're a politician, you need to use big words.
5: Like
0: Conjun- junction, what's your bill? function? Uh, <laughs> picking up two boxcars. <laughs> I don't
5: remember anything else besides the conjunction junction.
0: Text. I'm a bill on Capitol Hill. Oh dear. Anyway, yes, we're off. We're at the moment of an important crossroads and paradigm shift for young Harry Potter.
1: Is it a paradigm of uncertainty?
0: Paradigm shift of greed of uncertainty. Or
1: a paradigm? There might be uncertainty.
0: Paradigm.
1: Harry was. I think it was.
0: Paradigm. Well, the global Paradium. influx of young pure-blood wizards, the dynamic uh, world of Hufflepuff Hogwarts house. it really thir-
1: sounds like socialism. You, know, you sound... <laughs> it just, just sounds like, like nonsense.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's what it was, actually. Because <laughs> we trying to spoon together a bunch You're, of... You're like,
1: pot-blooded um, young people sounds definitely like hot, like a communist saying.
0: Uh, Arsineuini. Anyway, it makes me think of the... That gene-y. was
1: not even word. Arsineuini. <laughs> no. <laughs> That was literally the syllables in language that wasn't English.
0: <laughs> anyway, this is a sinewy story, so let's get back to
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> can, you, can you spell that?
0: No, I
4: can't. I want, I want a
2: definition,
4: please. Yeah. And, that's an additive, like this and that. But. That's sort of the opposite. Not this, but that. And then there's or. O-R. When you have a choice like this or that. That. And, but, and or. Get you pretty far. Conjunction, junction, what's your function? Hooking up two boxcars and making them run right. Milk and honey, Bread and butter. Peas and rice. Hey, that's nice. Dirty but happy, digging and scratching, losing your shoe and a button or two. He's poor but honest, sad but true. Boo-hoo-hoo-hoo.
1: See, boys and girls, see us I here. I am This is impressed. why communism doesn't work.
0: Are you accusing Schoolhouse Rock of being communist? Every company in America should be on its knees thanking Jesus for being born.
1: Accusing <laughs> you of being a communist.
0: I'm not a communist. Dude, I'm as far from a communist as they come, dude. 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 Dude.
4: Crap.
1: You Dude. are a communist. Dude, you've been running. You've been running this podcast like a communist. No, I'm
0: running this this podcast like a dictatorship. Like it's totalitarian. What's... They can. Damn be straight. Votes.
1: Like China. You're China. Happy Happy New Year.
0: No, I am the king. So instead of head Weasley head. is our
2: king, it's now Michael is our that's king? That's makes sense.
0: If you're king, I'm emperor. Oh, but
2: that's the in.
0: No, I am <laughs> Michael king. is our king. <laughs> you are, like, the bastard cousin who, like, wants to be king, but can't because he doesn't have the right blood laws. <laughs> what? No. No, I'm
4: definitely the emperor. He's Jon Snow, P.S. I'm Danny. I'm Rob R. i am danny i am I am so not Jon Snow. Uh, We're Jon Snow. you whiny Jon Snow.
2: I just have one question for you.
4: I have an answer. Have, they, they may or may you, not match.
5: Do you have new clothes? <laughs> Are they fancy and never before seen? <laughs> <laughs> Slightly
2: invisible?
0: I don't want to know where this is going.
5: That means he's <laughs> He's freaking the Emperor. Don't you get it?
4: <laughs> Emperor's new clothes?
0: Don't you oh. like them?
1: Maybe he has a new groove instead. Mike, have you never heard that story? Do we need to have story time? After
0: the podcast. I do want to get back in track. I have to leave in like 30 minutes. Where are, are you going this late? Ray's Ray, you've, gone, you've gone
2: back into Dalek mode. <sighs> dang it, dang it.
1: I've <laughs> never heard a Dalek <laughs> say, dang it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Ray, I demand you return to normal. That's an order, not a request.
1: What are you gonna to do to her if she doesn't? She
0: doesn't want to find out. She's your yes, head she's of house. I'm her wise and gallant member. <laughs> she's I, she her is, wise and gallant member. She
1: and outranks so you. I. That's like saying the president can't boss around the senators.
0: She's a peon. I am a, No he can't because if he bosses around no, the president...
1: No, I'm the peon.
0: Yes. Okay, yes. Sue is the peon. Ray isn't even a peon. She's like a she's like a sir. A what?
2: She's actually a guest peon.
0: <laughs> <Yes. She's
2: laughs> we, can't hear, we can't hear you at all, Ray.
0: Sorry. Ray is
4: a Dalek. She outranks you.
0: A Dalek. <laughs> Dalek. Dalek. You say? You no, know, I said Dalek. Dalek sound
2: effects
0: for this one. And you know it'd be funny. They say
2: exterminate. Exterminate.
1: <laughs> That Ryan I thinks they have, they say emergency. emergency.
0: If Ray was an island, <laughs> she would be the island of Gotland. This is We're another here. moment for those of you who are keeping track. Ray really reminds me of the island of Gotland. Gotland. Are, we, yes. are you sure you don't a, mean
1: Scotland? No,
0: I mean Gotland as Ray spelled it exactly. G O T L A N D.
1: There's no such island.
0: If you want to bet, I bet you $20 is an island called Gotland. Oh, I'm
1: uh, sure there
0: off is. the coast of oh, Sweden
1: It has a goat as the coat of arms. That nice. is one mean
0: Looking goat. Nice. You looked it up. Link, Link Ray, the her goat. This is Ray's. I did.
1: This is the mean looking goat. God, this,
0: this is goat, Ray's This goat ball. is badass. <laughs> that is a badass goat. <laughs> wow, that's the most badass goat <laughs> I've ever seen. I've never thought goats could be badass, but that's a badass goat. Oh, Mike, let me tell you, they can. I've never seen a goat look like evil. This, this goat, goat looks evil. This cool. goat
1: is definitely got something up its sleeve.
4: <laughs> is <laughs> that a goat that looks like a boy? Bull- like coming
1: goat. out of its mouth? What is coming out of its mouth?
4: That looks like a ram. <laughs> you
1: know,
2: the, well, the, it's a, a goat. A male goat would be a ram. What does it have? It's just his tongue. Yes.
0: <laughs> that's some evil tongue. It's not a ram, a male sheep. Its eyes look evil. That's what. Yeah. It
1: is. No, that's what I mean. It's like expression means it's gonna yeah, like it's to gonna charge. choke a bitch.
2: Yeah, I guess you're right, Desol. Because uh, a male goat would be a boar, not a
0: ram.
1: Now I want to know what island I am.
0: I know every island except P.S. <laughs> I know PS. Aww. PS is Okinawa. Keep it simple. I know what you know. What island Sioux is though? That
1: was a token
0: island. That was a token I'm island. afraid to know what island I am. You are Madagascar. Know. Sue is Madagascar.
1: I just my symbol is just a stupid red dot.
0: And you know what island? You know what island death is? What island? South Shetland Islands. Not the North Shetland Islands. The South Shetland Islands. Is this a the pony then. <laughs> Do I dare ask why?
5: I never found out why I am Gotland. Yeah, but you get a badass
0: goat. <laughs> you do. Just look at that goat and you can't complain, Ray.
1: Well, Death doesn't have a symbol. My symbol is the stupid red dot and Sue's symbol was the cow's with the, is the skull of this cow. Death is a Shetland pony.
0: It's gotta be. <laughs> <laughs> I better look up a picture of Shetland pony for Death He
1: Here is Sue's symbol. Okay, I'll find a Shetland pony.
0: Wow, Sue Symbol's kind of a little wacko. Oh, that's
5: reminds me of New
0: Mexico. Yeah. I think definitely Ray takes the coolest island, I just have to say. Yay,
5: I still want to know why I'm the island of Gotland. Okay, this is a picture We're,
0: of death. There, there into world and you will see, Ray, that there is no other island on this planet that personifies you like the island of Gotland.
1: <laughs> what island are you? I
0: don't know, I can't do oh, myself. Oh, he's cute. <laughs> I'm Manhattan. That's why well,
1: you're very oh. cute.
0: <laughs> Aww, I am
4: that's cute. <laughs> <girl>. <laughs> you are just adorable. I'm I am so damn cute. I just want to scratch you between your ears.
0: <laughs> I want to hug me. <laughs> it's a Hufflepuff horse. Uh, it is a Hufflepuff, Hufflepuff <laughs> horse. Yeah.
1: So death roll is a Hufflepuff.
0: In his heart, death roll is a Hufflepuff heart. That's what that symbolizes. Well,
1: apparently I'm by Sweden.
0: You are part of Sweden, actually. You used to be part of Denmark. But now you're part of Sweden. Anyway, that is
2: very cool. Um, so <laughs> Thick, yes. Remus is
0: Harry spills the
5: beans.
0: <laughs> yeah, Remus is trying to apologize to Harry, and Harry spills the beans because Remus is going on about James and how much you know. Like, so he's going. So the Harry goes like, "Oh yeah, you only want to be friends with me because of James." Well, look at this. Cha! And like you know, we're glamour off. And it's like, probably is, a very, very dumb thing to do. Very impulsive and very, very Harry Potter. Yeah, mm-hmm. on all accounts, Yes. And and Remus, of course, his reaction isn't that he buys it, which I find realistic. His reaction is someone's playing a trick, and oh, God, how could anyone do this to an orphan? Kind of thing. Like, right. who the hell would do this to Harry Potter? And he, like Remus is like, because Remus is no longer mad at Harry. He's made peace with that. And now he's like ready to like kill someone on Harry's behalf. Mm-hmm. And Harry goes running off, and Remus runs into Severus. And like, this is like Remus, like pissed off Remus. And he's like, because he calls Severus Snivellus, right? And then Snape freaks out, and they almost like kill each other in the hallway.
2: And then he he says that he saw Harry, and Snape freaks out because he knows. Well, no, Snape sees the newspaper article at, the, at his feet and sees mm. that
0: Tonks has died. I and mean, there's this great bit where Remus is all like, oh, I'm sorry, did Tonks mean something to you? Did you care about her? And he's like, no, I hated the... You'd expect to be like, if this was a little <laughs> weird, i like, I hate the B-word.
6: The <laughs> B-word. Yes, yeah,
0: I don't curse. Um, uh,
1: for reasons of adult content... Um, this has a warning on it, so don't let any young kids listen to it.
0: Fuck that fucking shit. Balls for brains. Asshole balls for brains. I am so unbelievably angry right now, you would not believe. (laughs) Bye.
5: They use it in canon. You can use it on the podcast. Sue so drops
4: f bombs all I, the time,
0: I, I, and you're you, worried about saying. You cursed <laughs> when
1: you read my my rant.
0: I never said the b word in my life. I don't think.
1: What's a female dog?
0: I never said the female dog either. You never called one of your male friends. No, I never. The only time I only cursed <laughs> five times in my life. Once I was playing the game of BS, and I accidentally said it out loud. Once I read PS's thing. Yes. Um the, the card game, BS. Yeah, it but that's stands. not the... Si- what? I said it out... I said the words out loud. So, uh-huh. that was the, uh, so that was the first time I cursed. And there's, like, been, like, two or three times where they've all been, like, not anger curses, but, like, accidentally, like, reading oh, things cursing. God, cursed. we're
4: all of his cursing, not just dropping the b-board. That
0: no, was Apparently, only five I'm times. Right, I, I've only cursed five times that's in my life. That's... So you know what I have to say to that,
4: Mike? What's that? Bullshit. Nope,
0: kind of saying it's true, actually. Anyway. Anyway, back to the fic. Oh, was there a fic... We're almost at the end, too. We have it stuck getting sidetracked here.
6: I
1: might. It
0: well, it's all your fault, Mike.
1: Yeah, thank you, island man.
4: You are the fearless leader, <laughs> and you are leading us to the oceans, and across hey, the oceans to islands. I am we- a genius.
0: I am a genius, and a super talented guy, but I can only work so many miracles with the tools I'm given. If you're so talented, how come you can't edit a podcast? It's a moral stance, damn it. So, I... is
1: this, is this like the streakers at the baseball game? Because you realize I just edited that bit. I just edited the what? It, the streakers at the ball game.
0: Oh, that pisses me off.
1: Oh, here we go again. <laughs>
0: They're destroying <laughs> the integrity of our game. Anyway, anyway, Sue, why don't you take us for a little bit of a serious spin here?
2: a serious spin,
0: huh? Serious Sue. Okay. Sue is doing a great job of being in charge of tonight's podcast. I must say. Hey, hey. she's doing a great job handling the work I delegate to her. (laughs)
2: I'm trying to type the uh, links into the show notes thread, but I will leave that for a moment. Oh, I if was
1: I, I was doing
2: that. Oh, I, I've only got one more uh, thing to type in, and it's done. So okay, but,
1: I, I've been doing it in a text document.
2: All right, I'll talk while Sue types for a bit. So okay, yes,
0: you you do that, and I'll let me just finish this last uh, URL here. I'll pass it to you. So Harry runs into the forest. Remus has confronted. Snape. They have their little fight. Snape realizes what's going on, and he's like, and he he manages to convince. Remus that he's telling the truth um, and the thing that convinces Remus is he says when he does the point me spell the final proof for Remus is he does the point me spell and he says Harry not Harry Potter and Remus is like oh my god I think he's actually telling me the truth here and he sends Lupin to run for the Marauders map while Snape runs to confront Harry and when he finds Harry he sees Harry has this kinship this dark magic book from the restricted section and it becomes clear that Harry's sort of because um, you know Bellatrix is the one that killed Tonks the same woman who killed Sirius and Harry's sort of planning this like kamikaze um, kinship curse on Bellatrix which is going to rebound and because he's a half blood it's going to kill him but it'll kill Bellatrix also and of course Snape gets uh, you know jumps in and they have a little duel and Snape's surprised by how strong Harry is then Snape tackles Harry at the last minute and wrestles him and it closes with um, well a couple of things. I I, I like the little bit. I don't know if anyone else liked it. I like that like Snape's like holding Harry so Harry won't kill himself and like Lupin peeks of the woes and he thinks they're hugging. He's like, Oh, so nice and he like creeps away again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is like a very sort of uh lupin-ish thing to do. Um but they, but, Yeah, and
5: so Snape like, Dang is that's yeah, not what I want him to think.
0: <laughs> well, and
5: first of
2: all, Snape sees him as like, Cool, help's on the way and Remus is like, All right, he got it, bye, gives him the thumbs up and- and leaves, and Snape's like,
0: uh, uh, crap, now what do I do? <laughs> and, the, and the problem is, it's clear that Harry's, you know, he, he's he got Harry under control now, but it's totally clear that the minute Harry's alone, he's gonna do basically commit suicide, I mean, I, I, I almost consider, I don't know if you consider this, but I, I, I'd, I'd call it suicide almost, I mean, yes, he's taking Bellatrix out, but it's like a kamikaze attack, basically. Uh, and so, Snape's trying to pull for straws to sort of pull Harry back from this decision, and what he lands on which is very different from I think what someone like a Lupin would land on is he goes okay you want to help Bellatrix I'll help you kill Bellatrix um and we'll do it the correct way no more stupid kinship curses we're going to do this and we're going to do it um properly uh you know no more he goes uh, I will help you kill her um but you will do it properly a killing curse face to face no more spells books kinship curses for those who lack conviction I trust you do not um and then Harry's like really why are you going to help me I find this line kind of like somewhat creepy I, I don't well tell me what you think of this one he goes come now harry snake drawled i murdered many people for the dark lord i can certainly kill one more for my son yeah and that's kind of and Aww, i'd be curious
5: snape being a father
0: well yeah and they're <laughs> kind of in over twisted
5: it. sort of way
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> a dark slither and twisted way but i guess here's my question for you then reading that do you think snape handled this the right way
5: I think he handled it his
1: way, and it just happened yeah. to work out. Yeah, I mean it's not what <laughs> yeah. I would do. What would you do? I well, I would have been nice to Harry from the start, and I wouldn't have gotten into a situation where I was killing people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, since I don't, you know, generally anticipate killing anyone and becoming a Death Eater. Well, even
0: for people, small, small details like, like, like that. Me
1: Because you know, I don't act like Snape.
0: Even for Severus, though, do you think this is the right cho- the, the right thing for Severus to do in this situation?
1: I think that Severus
2: was in over his head, and he did whatever he could think of to do to stop Harry from going off and just killing himself. So it's not a good solution, but it was his best solution that he could come up with on the spur of the moment. Yeah, I mean, I'll give you
1: points for it being the best that... he could come up with because I don't like expect Snape to do a 180 and become a good person, you know, mm-hmm. become a person that does the good thing,
6: mm-hmm. yeah.
2: And I uh, like that Harry says, Well, Dump door. he'll never let you do this. And Snape says, Who says he needs to know? No <laughs> one will know about us, this but us, Potter. And her,
0: Harry said slowly, so you know, it. I, I guess then to close this off, one, what do you guys think so far, and two, what are you expecting for the last podcast? Well, I'll I be
1: honest, think getting back to Hogwarts was a good thing because it made it more interesting because i think i was really getting tired of being cooped up in snape's house with creepy lucius and i was really getting sick of that plot line so this was a nice change of pace and it's nice to see harry looking more like himself
4: i refer to the bit with everything in, in snape's house as the sitcom part of the story where Harry is in disguise and can't let on to Lucius that he's Harry Potter, and it's a big secret. And you can imagine this could be a weekly sitcom and comedic hijinks that just ensue. And Lucius is creepy and weird, and I agree fully, getting back to Hogwarts is a good thing. Um, the whole setup of this really threw me for a loop at first. Mike linked me and didn't warn me at all about it. So thanks, Mike. I really uh, You're appreciate the setup there and all the, the heads up there. That was, that was great. I'm going to give you something to look at later on <laughs> just as payback for that. Um, but, you know, once you get past the setup, I think the writing is very strong. I think that for the most part, the characterizations are pretty on i mean lucius is creepy evil snape is immature and trying to reconcile a whole bunch of unresolved stuff for dead people um it, it's fascinating to see how he's dealing with all of this on top of the, the obvious shock revelation of harry being his son it's interesting it's different
2: i'm really glad that they went back to hogwarts i think everybody said that Oh. Lucius Harry Bagel thing going on. Everyone's bagel. That's true, and I am I'm really liking watching Snape Snape evolve into not quite a father figure yet, but he's working at it. And um, as this chapter closes out, I like this line. He says, "But this is the one thing he could offer Harry that Dumbledore Lupin and the others could not." They would all help assuage his grief and help dampen his anger. The horrible truth was that Severus was the only one who could channel it into something dangerous. Perhaps this is why Dumbledore had never trusted him to be Harry's father. Perhaps the old codger had been right all along.
4: Foreshadowing?
2: Maybe. I almost stopped reading it in the last chapters when it was so dark, when the ducks and stuff like that. I was just like, that's it. I'm not reading anymore. And I stayed with it. And it drew me back into it. So, And it was these chapters that drew me back into it.
5: I like going back to Hogwarts, too. I don't know that I was completely sick of being at Snape's place, but I guess there wasn't really anything else to help out the story from being there. I mean, they he embarrassed Lucius it, and got rid of him. They
4: needed to introduce the wacky next-door neighbor. <laughs>
5: <laughs> yeah, there you go. Who just happens to be...
0: Peter Pettigrew. There
5: you go. That's interesting that he's not in here at all. I did not think about that before. Well, he never is. show a Death Eater meaning do they
2: you know he's at the top of chapter 32 because he's being tortured Wormtail whimpered as harry pressed his finger to the dark mark on his forearm bellatrix's gleeful voice carried on in the background
5: next chapter should be good
2: yes predictions though
5: it'll end
0: it'll end
1: <laughs> See, this is just like ryan ryan always asks for predictions and like You can't, I don't know, maybe I'm the weird one, but that's not how I go into things. I don't think, ooh, I wonder if I can predict what's going
5: to happen next. I just kind of read the story. I can't put out predictions because I've already read it, so.
0: (laughs) I was going to say, I finished it. Uh, Well, then tomorrow I'll have a whole bunch of questions about whether it met your predictions. I know, I predict
5: that someone starts a rumor that Harry flies into a goalpost. (laughs)
0: <laughs> i'm using my executive power to end this podcast
4: wow
1: that was stunning
4: so so very little and you
0: power. know what else next time if any of you want to be on a podcast again you'll have to refer to me as my lord my evil dark lord you can, you can call me evil dark lord you can call me super nice lord as long because as lord remember, remember mike claims to be the younger
4: brother of voldemort who killed <laughs> harry immediately after voldemort was undone
0: I, I claim that since when? You did in, like, the last episode that was released. Oh, okay.
1: Oh, yeah.
4: (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh, my God. Which
1: was, ironically, the last time the power went to his head. Uh-huh. Yeah. We, we, I think what we need to do is we need to bring Ryan back to fill the power vacuum.
0: No, Ryan is not only allowed back at my pleasure. I've taken his place, and I may not allow him to return. You Ryan can pull the plug too. on this
1: whole operation. Ryan has
0: no power but what I give him, and I have decided he no longer has the power to pull the plug. You, you said that the
4: last time. And I
0: was kind enough to allow him to return last time.
4: We're, we're just going to have to over rule you here. Off of his head. Ray, (laughs) take
6: his head off. Uh, I
4: just love how every bit of authority Mike tries to pull with us, we can match. He claims to be the wise and gamut. Me and Ray are on the wise and gamut. So am I. I. And I. And we're in his house. And she's head of house. And I'm an author. and
0: (laughs) I'm the mistress of magic. Mike,
5: continue to be
0: delusional. Who is the senior member on this podcast?
5: Actually, it's me. It depends on how you're judging this. No, no, no.
0: I podcasted before you guess. I was a year like none other. But
1: I was a f- I was a member before you.
4: This yeah, is not I- a union,
0: yeah. okay? Seniority you're, you're number doesn't two, matter 30. like that. I'm number Yeah, but Who's who was, up, who was the first? Higher. I'm
1: 178. Oldest. You are 230, and my post count is higher than yours. In yes, fact, but who's the first one? My post count one? is higher than anyone else.
0: Posting doesn't matter. Who's the first one on a podcast? That's
1: because you're the only one they could find that liked a year like none other. That isn't That's funny. not true. That <laughs> doesn't say anything about your podcasting <laughs> ability.
0: I want to read you some quick statistics. A year like none other is posted in three different locations, okay? One location only. Peanut
1: is... sat on a railway.
0: No, no, hang
4: on, hang on. I wanted to go
0: through this list because I'm actually curious is how many yeah. of these I meet. No, I would like Let's to read go. this. All right, so keep in mind, this is only one. Uh, this is only based on Skyhawk, not on Fan Fictionality, the main Harry Potter site, where it was posted first, okay? This is its secondary site. It has 539,071 hits and 2,719 reviews written on this site alone, not dealing with Fan Fictionality. I think that implies that quite a few people enjoyed that thing.
1: Oh, well, I'm sure they do, but that doesn't mean it
0: wasn't bad. It was b- yeah. damn good. It's one of the. I, I got to agree with PS on that. How many
4: of those reviews are? Oh my God, it's so good! Write more. Okay, bye.
0: Uh-huh. No, they were all positive reviews. You can read them yourself. You can click on it and read it. Ninety-nine out of hundred are positive reviews.
2: Hey, Mike. Yes. You're breaking up, dear. I think we should say goodnight before we
0: lose you again. I want this podcast to have the Chocolate Frog song. Do you but-
1: mean the Horace's Office song?
0: I call it the Chocolate Frog song.
1: But it doesn't have anything to do with chocolate. Frogs. I just but, uh,
0: saw a raised message in the chat. It has
1: chocolate cauldrons, no, no, not no, chocolate I've frogs. I
0: thought the chocolate frog song because it has to with Ron, and they met over chocolate frog. That
1: is the most convoluted logic I've ever heard in my life.
4: I didn't even follow that. Of course, I wasn't paying attention That's, either. That
1: would be like calling the Harry Potter series baby on a doorstep.
0: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'd right, start doing that, actually. If it wasn't used for <laughs> so many other things, I would use it, actually. But
1: clearly, that makes sense in Mike's world.
0: You know, what I, I said, Defo, is...
1: Crack
0: thick, you, know the, you know the songs at the start of the podcast about yes. uh, next time Ron, you're angry at me? Mm-hmm. So, right, Defo? Yeah, it's the one about remittance That's yes. what I'm saying. The I, point I, I is, call
1: it's not it, chocolate frogs,
0: it's chocolate cauldron. cauldrons. I, no, but I call it the chocolate frog song. So whenever Why? I, because because whenever he forgot I, they were and cauldrons, he, and he no, called
1: them frogs, and no, now he's no. making up a reason to cover his ass. I, Brilliant!
0: You know, it's, <laughs> well, it's not true at all. I, 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 I've noticed cauldrons for a, a long time now, I've called it the chocolate product song always i'm just listening mike. to an old podcast i know it's chocolate I, I promise um, can you, you that. can
1: you please indulge me on something yes can you sing the song no i don't say no I, re- I really i would really like to hear you sing
0: i know you would but i don't sing.
1: <laughs> this Hello, link cats.
0: seems
2: appropriate
0: for mike <laughs> big enough to go, like, on, load <laughs> for me <laughs> you ever notice every time you guys all start singing I fall silent and you never hear me singing happy birthday or anything I don't sing
1: I thought that was just because you hated the birthday
0: person, oh, person. Oh, no I, I just don't sing
1: oh, <laughs> Aww. That's what I'm saying. I'm wondering <laughs> what I can do to make <laughs> you
0: sing. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> you know,
1: like, giving you galleons, calling you my lord?
5: I
0: think you... No, I don't think any of that would get me... <laughs> that's
5: you, okay? A, a, a alcohol. <laughs> so of alcohol. That's so funny. i to at least one alcohol cat. <laughs> Mike, can, Mike, can Mike, Mike,
1: can Mike, can you read us the caption of the picture?
0: Take your time. It's only quicksand. Speak <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, oh but oh. what I was saying to you, that's all- <laughs> I call it the chocolate frog song. Oh, I
1: know that- why you call
5: it the chocolate frog song. You've explained it like three times.
0: I don't Death frog, frog. Frog. Death oh, wasn't listening. Listen Do- Isn't it frog.
5: called In Which We Save Ron's Life or something? Part eight. Part eight. Part 8. Part 8,
0: okay. Who doesn't think of chocolate frogs, though, when they think of Ron and Harry? That's like their signature move.
5: Their
1: signature move? They're not yeah. figure skaters.
0: <laughs> Put it this way, if they ever got married, you'd have chocolate frogs at the wedding. <laughs> are I suppose you figure figure would, but I think gay? that's for a
1: complete different reason why i think it's just because they're yummy no. and wouldn't they make nice <laughs> wedding favors
0: no it's because of the significance of it to their history
1: so what would be the favors at harry and Ginny's wedding
0: i don't know i don't really have a history problem for like the you know there's no real there's no real history there before they uh yeah maybe something with the Ooh, department of know, mystery maybe know, a prophecy I ball
4: i know, prophecy I, know. Ball. <laughs> it, I, I know i know it would be
0: <laughs> basilisks basil- oh, uh-huh.
4: Yeah, that's, see, that's
1: what we want. Basilisk sent weddings. Just
0: like the weddings. amulet in no, no. Harry yeah, everyone Potter gets and the Psychic Serpent. You know, like some weddings, everyone gets their own like, little, can. Like, everyone has a diary that's on their place. That's
1: horrible. That's, like, bringing <laughs> up memories of her, like, traumatic rape experience. <laughs>
0: He's like the most insensitive thing I've ever heard. <laughs> oh, dear. Well, so that's but a Bastillex fan is fan is insensitive. That's that's more insensitive because she was killing people with that or hey, almost Barb killed. Wrote people. that, um, Mike. Yeah,
2: I, I know that you don't go to the forums very often, and hey, I go to the me, my, every- me myself and I has has just posted about the last podcast.
0: I already read it. How's that? I actually already read it. <laughs> Did you? I actually, yeah, I read the forums one every day. I don't know what you're talking about. Know, I'm okay. being serious. I read them every day. But you
2: only go to certain parts of the forum every yeah, day. Could... I wasn't yeah, I sure. Parts. Uh, I wasn't sure you
0: to this part. Isn't
1: it like two parts? You only no, read the Potter.
0: <laughs> I, I read the political Slytherin section. I read the staff room, the wise and Gamut, the um, the the Potter Which thick...
6: one of
2: you guys needs to go vote in the wise and Gamut, please? What? That's That's right. Right. I know that neither wa- one of you. I'm the morally
0: not do. voting.
1: What? What do you mean vote? It's, Vote on what? Is
0: there a vote? Points. Yeah. So what vote?
2: it's it's the prefix thing and it's stalled. Oh,
1: right. Mike
5: and votes. And so, Come on. two
2: people got points and the other two people aren't getting points. Oh, I thought I voted points. already. But you have. But I'm Death gonna... Roll and Mike have not.
5: Oh, so I did
0: though. I, I purposely I didn't the vote the though, yet. so I'd rather Death Row votes because you know, obviously, I I wasn't. I read it and I actually purposely voted because I didn't read any of the stuff at the balls. So how am I supposed to judge? How am I supposed to judge who will they deserve more points or less points if I? I haven't read it. You
1: give people Mike, points because you're nice and people deserve points because they put work into things and you don't even go.
2: Mike, you Fine are perfect. A- you know how much work goes into a ball. Fine, them. So are getting you points. Sh- you hey, should <laughs> be able to at least pick one or the other. Why am I being do, 11?
1: That's wrong. Do any, meeny, miny, moe if you have to or let me pick.
5: Or you could both just vote for the lower vote for each person and neither of them would still get awarded unless they just get majority. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that'd be, that's such a Slytherin thing to do.
5: Well, we got Richard up for either 10 or 20 points. I kind of
0: want to have that be really good. <laughs> OG's them.
5: up for either 20 or I'm 25 sending points. my
2: Hufflepuff minions after you, Mike. So,
0: and what? it's
5: easy enough to just vote for Lexi because she's a Slytherin.
0: <laughs> See, there you go. It's just all right. Consider I, I, Sid- Sid- me voted Sue. You
5: okay. have to go vote.
2: You can't you just have to actually go Sid- do Sid- it. Me voted. <laughs> But
0: but you're the you're the the honcho. The honcho.
1: But
2: you have to go and cast your vote. I am not
0: allowed to vote for you. Why is do it they, me you? Do actual- they do
1: this in the actual Senate? Do you think like Probably president. John John Kerry like leans over and is like, "Hey, I'm going. I I don't feel like raising my hand this time. Could you raise your hand twice?" Well,
4: so the proxy. I'm, I'm voting president think. just like Barack Obama did many, many times.
0: I believe that abortion should be safe and legal in this country. What's your position on abortion? I'm pro life. I have posted and I have voted.
1: Now that you've you've <laughs> added the points that make Lexi and OG win their points, you have to give the points.
0: Whoa, 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 whoa. But <laughs> I'm not voting for him. That's the my- rule. Who so do you have- think would win in a fight? No, of curious, a a love seat or a desk chair. A love seat. It could yeah. smash the desk chair
1: to pieces because it's just bigger. Exactly. I'm
0: talking like a big leather desk chair though.
1: Nah, I still think it's bigger.
2: Yeah, it's puffy. This- it's puffy. It's puffy. It would just smother it. So the
0: it's bigger chair. You're just better. saying the bigger chair always wins, no matter how righteous the cause of the desk chair, and no matter how fast moving the desk chair could have wheels. It could dance circles around. What kind
5: around of righteous the cause would a desk chair support? <laughs> what the hell is this? <laughs>
1: I think we hit rock right <laughs> bottom, folks. I think this is the most inane he's ever been. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I, saying,
1: agree with I the honestly think off-suit. this is.
0: The desk chick could dance around the love chair. It has wheels. It could be like front, behind, jab, bounce, jab, bounce. <laughs> Okay. Yeah,
5: we could roll like down some stairs and die from it or something. If the, the love seat knocked over, and, and, and
0: are you implying you don't think the cause you're fighting for will have any bearing whatsoever on how hard you're willing to fight and how ferocious you are? Yeah,
5: but you didn't if tell uh, the love seat's like different. three times as big, I don't think it has a fighting What's, chance, regardless what is, of what, what it what what feels. Cause they, what,
1: what cause are the love seat and the desk chair fighting for?
0: Well, we don't know, but we can impose any cause, cause if we want. The you for all you we, to make the, the, the cause, desk chair could be, is, the desk chair could be fighting to end slavery and the love seat to be fighting to preserve its plantation.
5: Um. Well, I guess you need a bunch of desk chairs to band together and beat up yeah. on love seat. Because the reason yeah. the
1: South lost the Civil War is because they ran out of supplies and stuff. See, I,
6: so I think, think I
5: think, I think like if, the
6: lo-
1: if like the love ch- if the love seats had been like in the swamp for like four years and they'd run out of food and they didn't have any allies, then they'd lose.
0: Yeah, I think you're completely wrong in misjudging this. Because if you
1: remember, the South won the first Battle of Bull Run.
0: I'm talking about a desk chair or love seat, at the Civil War. Uh, you,
1: but you just gave the parameters of the Civil War. I have to impose
0: the civil war upon this conflict but here's what I'm saying. Ignore the civil war. the desk chair versus love seat. you're assuming just because the love seat is bigger that it can't lose. but I'm saying historically in war, maneuverability has been the deciding factor more than size and bulk so yes if the desk chair was stupid enough to go toe to toe with the love seat and just pound away, it's going to get its head pounded in or its arms pounded in or whatever. but if I just the think desk chair has any brain,
1: information
0: Well, well you know desk chairs have wheels, don't you?
1: Not all of them do. I think you just can't decide this arbitrary matter with such vague parameters.
0: I've never seen a desk chair, a real quality desk chair without wheels.
1: I think you're just limited in your desk chair exposure. I mean, you never seen a cow.
0: I'm, I'm, I'm not talking like some dinky baby run-down desk chair. I'm talking like a desk chair for like a serious desk. When was the last time you haven't seen one with wheels?
1: I, there are plenty without wheels. I mean, it's just
5: a chair. I'm sitting in a chair without wheels. Hey, Ray, I don't know if this Ray. I, have,
0: I have a better voting record than any Slytherin Weisingammate member in the history of the Wisengammet. Because we don't vote. No, no, in terms of, of <laughs> votes made, in terms of percentage of votes I've made, I've actually looked this up and calculated it. I have the best voting turnout of any Wisengammet member in Slytherin history in terms of the percentage.
1: You need a hobby.
0: You can go look it up. The records are there. <laughs> so before you say you're not voting for me because I because I don't vote, you should go realize oh, I have baby. the best I can't vote
5: for you. I'm not in your house. I'm just saying I would accept bribes of points for Slytherin House to keep you in and <laughs> there's not really anybody to replace you with anyway it doesn't matter ray, you, re- you
1: realize we have you on tape saying that now i think <laughs> you've just become nixon
0: oh what a game i honestly think yeah. ray would be martin van buren if she was a president oh this not is nixon. good
1: what president would i
0: be <laughs> no i have reasons for this cause martin van buren yes, is the what founder enlighten <laughs> us as v- to v- these reasons please martin van i don't van know buren. much about him well first off do you know he's the only president in american history who's for whom english was not his first language
1: yeah it was dutch
0: yeah i thought to that Uh, you
1: didn't tell me that i already
0: knew that no you didn't
1: yes i did i've known that since i was six years old and i had the big book of the presidents and it was in there
0: (laughs) he's skeptical anyway but he's also the founder of the american american political (laughs) system political parties political campaigning a lot of that all goes to him
5: so you're blaming that on me
0: that a blame i think it's a good thing
5: i don't think it's a good thing i'm so sick of these stupid parties
4: well yeah,
0: back Ray then it's not then, it political at president. all mike
5: i'm political but political political stuff pisses me off for a wig sure i can be a wig except that wigs don't count at this time
0: <laughs> oh so crazy way. what president am i um what president are you p.s. 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 is james k poll I,
1: I don't want another half-answer. Oh.
0: No, oh, he no. Oh, how could you say that, Deathrow? Oh, Deathrow, roll, Deathrow, roll, Deathrow. Roll.
2: <laughs> yes. I feel so bad for whoever's editing this.
0: Yes, is Woodrow Wilson. <laughs>
4: God. Woodrow Wilson with How Wilson. can you say
0: that? Oh my god. What? Oh, how can you laugh at that PSSO Woodrow Wilson? Let's not say a <laughs> on you, Death Roll. We all know who you are. Who am I? Reagan? Uh, we
5: don't, actually.
0: But <laughs> oh, we all know who Death Roll is Mr. John Quincy Adams.
5: <laughs>
0: maybe thomas jefferson ah, yeah right that made me laugh Jethro. death thomas did you
1: know you died in the house
0: why would you want to be thomas jefferson he's like the, he's like the, not only was he a bad president but he was also the most two-faced lying slimy slimy sleazy politician in early american history
7: mike who are you
4: yeah, i can't see myself
7: wait sue who's sue
0: Sue's ike
4: Mike is Gerald Ford. <laughs> oh, <laughs> That's
1: dude. actually kind of true. i The president that.
4: who was not elected. Back to
5: the place where story
4: begins. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so he
5: was from my town.
4: Mike was from your
0: town?
5: No, Gerald <laughs> that's Ford. That's I don't
4: think my What,
0: state, what state has had the most presidents? What state has had the most what? presidents? Virginia? Virginia. Easy answer, yep. Uh, can you can you recite the Virginia dynasty? No, we are not at a party. We need to stop
4: with the trivia questions. And we need right, to say goodnight.
1: <laughs> to say good night. <laughs> to
4: the poor editor who has to edit all of this out.
1: <laughs> Washington, Jefferson.
4: What are
2: you
0: talking about? This no, what are you talking about? It the episode.
1: Madison, Monroe. <laughs>
0: No, no, it, it it starts with Jefferson. The Virginian Dynasty is when we had one-party rule, pretty much. It goes from Jefferson. Oh, I see. So you didn't count. It actually goes from pres- Jefferson the, to John. Are the other Quincy. presidents
1: that are actually from Virginia?
0: No, it's, it's a historical term. The Virginian Dynasty is a historical <laughs> okay. term. Like John Quincy Adams is considered part of the Virginia Dynasty, even though he's not a Virginian. So, what it refers to is you'd have a president who'd go for two terms, and then he'd handpick his successor, and a successor would go for two terms, then he'd handpick his successor. And there'd be no, even though there was, for some of it, the Federalist Party still existed, they didn't really have any real power to stop them. well,
1: bonus presidents from Virginia are Washington, William Henry Harrison, John Tyler.
0: William Henry Harrison is not from Virginia. Yes, he is. No, he's not. Yes, he is. Where is he from? (laughs) Uh, It was either Ohio or Indiana.
1: He was born in Virginia.
0: (laughs) Anyway, I,
1: I know my presidents, know. My, you're you're discounting the importance of the president book to my childhood. I know my presidents. I
0: know my presidents. Let I me mean, let I me mean, think of a good president for you. Name me every president who's died in office.
1: William Henry Harrison, mm-hmm. Lincoln, mm-hmm. Garfield, mm-hmm. McKinley,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um Harding,
0: mm-hmm. um Kennedy. You got it.
1: Kennedy and
0: that's it. No, you skipped FDR. Oh, d- yeah.
1: Okay. Oops.
0: It's really. Yeah. You just have to go every twenty years, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, crazy. When was the first assassination attempt on a president? Attempt. Attempt. Hmm. Washington. <laughs> no, Andrew Jackson. Huh. He beat the guy with the, over the head with a stick too. The guy tried to the I tried to shoot him and didn't kill him. So Andrew Jackson beat him half to death with his walking cane. True story. That's
6: funny.
0: Yeah, Andrew Jackson was a lunatic. Uh, there's a lunatic. You want to meet a lunatic? Meet Andrew Jackson. I'm not even joking. <laughs>
2: that would be a little bit hard, but okay.
0: Uh, let me. you want me to tell you some of the things Andrew Jackson used to do? Sue? The guy was certifiably insane. It
2: would be hard to meet him.
0: Well, do you know how? I mean, like meet him in a book. Uh Do you know how like a duel works? Sue? Do I know what it? Yes, dear. Okay. So you, the way. It, works is you fight each side fires a bullet and you can't fire a second time until both right. keep fired so what andrew jackson would do a few he did this multiple times he'd stand there and let himself be shot because mm-hmm. the guy then couldn't shoot him again until andrew jackson shot him you're like normally you go grab your gun as fast as you can and shoot the opponent jackson let himself be shot so he could slowly lift his gun up and that dead ring shoot the other guy down right that doesn't strike you as a little crazy
2: it's a little crazy but half the time they were poor shots didn't matter and they would miss anyhow well, so if you impressive. hesitate enough he had
0: like six bullets in his chest when he died like they just couldn't take out in duels so he had like six bullets in his chest i yeah.
1: have a trivia question for you mike
0: go for it how
1: many vice presidents can you name going back from biden i just want to know where you have to stop
0: cheney gore i'd rather go forwards actually in all honesty okay uh, go forwards uh, Washington had obviously Adams. Adams had Jefferson, obviously. Uh, Jefferson had Burr, uh, first term. I don't know who he had second term. Clinton. Uh, George Clinton. Clinton. George Clinton. Uh, da, 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 da. I, I know Parliament the government. Virginia dynasty becomes secretaries of states because the vice presidents are unimportant so I don't know I know the secretaries of state but I don't know the vice presidents for the Virginia dynasty Jackson had Calhoun first term obviously and then after Calhoun tried to start a civil war he cut Calhoun off don't remember who he had for second term obviously Van, William William Van Buren uh, we all know who William Henry Harrison had of course we all know who Kennedy had of course we all know who Lincoln had of course you're
1: skipping like you put Kennedy before Lincoln
0: I am I'm. just I'm, I'm random jumping around everyone I can think of. Uh, uh, we all know who, who Warren G. Hard had, of course. We all know we all, know all the persons die at the opening now, so they don't count, so we won't bother them. Uh, <laughs> Nixon, we all know, we won't bother with him. Uh, we all know who he had for the second time. For the second, Agnew, for who, the second if, time. Yeah, sorry, I already said the second time. If you take
4: season. Spiro Agnew and you do the Voldemort thing to it, it spells grow a penis.
1: I, that's I, I a that's a wonderful fact I really needed to know. I bet you Do you
4: heard the that.
5: Voldemort thing to it?
1: rearrange.
4: <laughs> I
5: it. Yeah, well,
1: I did, get it. Was that was that with the addition of I am or were you just rearranging his name?
4: Just rearrange his name.
1: So it isn't the Voldemort thing. Well, it's it kind
4: to, of the Voldemort thing. Oh wait,
1: no, you need to. doesn't it need to come out with I, I am? <laughs>
4: I think we're overthinking it a little bit.
1: I am need to here.
4: Can I just be funny?
1: No, wait, sorry. I, I was confused. You, you, you're right, Ray. I was confused. I thought, I thought you that you said
2: death roll. He's tired. He wants to go to bed and we're not
0: even letting him be funny. What presidents have won without the Electoral College? That's the easy one, too. Actually, here's a better one. Who was the first president to live in the White House?
1: Um, Adams.
0: Good guess. Got it. I'm impressed. I'm impressed. Let's see. I
1: honestly, I honestly think that you you, you don't understand how well I know my presidents. I, I,
0: I'm I, so skeptical that you knew about... Oh, here's a question. What, I swear I, a...
1: swear I had this book and that's how I know all these things. You did not tell me, Michael.
0: Uh, I, I, I had a question. Question to ask you, but I think it's too easy, so I won't ask that one. Okay. Uh, too easy. I was, was going to ask you what president was the Quaker, but that's kind of obvious. Uh, hmm. How many president nicknames do you know?
1: Ooh, see, this 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 was a, a slot in the book. Like at the at, like the beginning of each president in the book, it would say like their birthday, their death date. And all those things. So I know, I think I know my nicknames.
0: See how many you can do in order.
1: Um, we'll see. For George Washington, I know what it said in the book. So you can, since you don't have the book, you can't check me. But the, for George Washington, it said father of our country.
0: Yep, that's what he is.
1: Um, Adams, Um. oh, I think it was something about Braintree, because he was from Braintree.
0: That's one, too. And there's also his rounded, or how do you say that word? Rounded T, whatever the Round word. Tree? no, no. Like making fun of him being fat he
1: oh, is rotundity yes that was in there um Jefferson was something about a fox
0: sage of Monticello?
1: no it was I I can't remember what was in the Madison I can't remember Monroe I can I, I can't I can't remember them I, don't, all. I don't know
0: I don't even know if there is one for Monroe actually
1: I can't remember what it said in the book
0: what's more than Buren I always liked his name he has a whole bunch of them the wizard or something a little magician I think, I think Yeah, a little one. magician I was also like the Red Fox of Kinderhook.
1: Yeah, yeah, I remember he was from Kinderhook.
0: I think he was Little Hickory. I like John Tyler's too. His accidentcy. Yeah. And, of course, typically was always fun.
1: Now it's time to say goodbye.
2: Mike, you never hang up, and Ryan is already in bed, so somebody has to stick around to hang up on you.
1: Why can't Mike hang up?
0: Mike I doesn't hang up. Why not? It's Principle a, it's a oh. Mike thing. Oh.
1: It's, a, it's oh. a
2: Mike-ism.
0: I've, I've, never, I been uh, a- I've, I've never been, been, uh, a- I've never been the Mike. one to hang up, ever. I'm always the last one to hang up.
1: Are you going to be one of these people <laughs> that won't hang up on your girlfriend? You'll be like,
0: you hang up <laughs> first. I love no, you. you
1: hang up first. I love you.
0: No, I I just stopped talking and placed the phone on the table without hanging it up. That's 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 just rude. I, mean, I say goodbye first, but I just don't actually hang up. I just place the phone. If like, assuming you refuse to hang up, I would just place the phone the table and walk away.
1: You should write all your rules for life in a book. You should. That would be interesting.
0: I don't. I only have a few rules. I only have one rule.
1: You do not have one rule. You have a whole complicated. <laughs> you have a whole complicated system.
0: I have a system, but they're not. Like, un- I only have a, a, a very few things that are unbreakable.
1: And it is what what is, is unbreakable?
6: unbreakable.
0: I don't kill cockroaches. <laughs>
2: Oh, well, that's you what would. his wife is for. Yeah, yes. it's one of the prerequisites. That's right. That.
0: I'm impressed you remember that, Sue.
2: Well, you know, Mike, it was my first marriage proposal, so it's something I will remember <laughs> always.
0: <laughs> anytime, Sue. Anytime. So
1: <laughs> does that mean you just agreed to marry Sue?
0: I, I proposed to her. She rejected me and turned me down. Then um, you
1: said, "Anytime, Sue. Anytime."
0: Yeah, so send well, a plane ticket, Mike. I'm on my way. Well, I was implying, you know, I'm, so, I was, I'm still crushed for my first rejection. So, uh,
2: Now, it seems to me I said send a plane ticket. I don't remember rejecting you, but
0: it was a while ago. So I think that you... Well, there was this one switch where I, where I proposed, I think, to like six different PFW people, one after the other, and they all uh, I, Yeah, I was gonna
2: say, it seems to me that you left me for Keza that night, or something.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was rejected by everyone I proposed to. That's all I can say. Oh, it's very sad. I know he crushed my self-esteem. I cried in the corner for two weeks. But that's
6: where the cockroaches
0: uh, are. At least in the middle of the living room. No, uh, thankfully there should be no more cockroaches this year until summer because we don't have wall cockroaches. Mm -hmm. We don't. You laugh at me, but I'm dead serious. We don't have wall cockroaches.
1: I've never seen a cockroach in my life.
0: I'm jealous.
5: Dan said he saw a cockroach at the Chinese buffet we were at the other day, so we're not going back there again.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Whoa!
2: You're breaking up again.
0: Yay. I think I'm gonna turn my mic off and go about my b- business.
2: Mike, I I know that you hate to hang up on people, but if you, you really, don't you make really sure that
5: you hang just, up because, because Ryan Ryan otherwise
2: Ryan here. will record all night long, nothing, and it
0: might crash and lose this whole thing. Or, or
5: some <laughs> embarrassing.
0: Where's Ryan? It's not late. Let him come on and sign off. No, Ryan he went to bed. He, he went, went to bed an hour he ago. He
1: get
0: up early in the morning because he has a real job. So yeah, you I need to. Like,
2: I'm sorry, Ray, but I can't understand a word you're saying.
1: (laughs) Mike is not going to hang up, is he?
2: I do hope he does something, because
1: otherwise... Mike, you would be being a considerate person, a considerate leader.
0: To I was hang up. Not a
1: you really you really
0: have it's to. never hang up. crashed before. I think you guys worry too much.
2: No, really, I'm serious. You need to disconnect the call because otherwise Ryan is recording I'm going
1: to record until It will morning.
2: record all night long and I mean, it could crash his
0: computer. All right, you guys hang up first. No
5: okay. way. We don't trust you.
1: I don't trust you cuz you're a Slytherin and I used to be a Slytherin so I know how they operate.
0: Well, well, I'll tell I, you what. Hang off, but I will lose my internet connection once you people are gone. If
1: you're lying, I will be very sad and disappointed. And
0: wait, and I expect something out of this.
1: I'll, I'll, I'll give you. F-
0: Ray has to vote for me whenever I run for office, no matter what.
1: Um, what?
0: Yes, Ray, you heard me.
1: Ray, just, just say you will. It's not like you can tell who voted for who. That is true. Uh, Yeah, she
0: can't even there actually.
1: What? What kind of barbaric system
5: is that?
6: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, um, dear.
5: It's okay. Mike? I can vote for you because I've already got plans in the works to strip you of all your funds. So, <laughs> however you want to play it out, Mike.
0: Sorry, I, I fell asleep there for a second. What did you say? <laughs> Sorry, I know I know. I know. I'm like nodding off a little bit. Yeah, g- good night, Mike. Good night. Good night. Good night. So hold
3: on to the wonder that those
1: books brought to our lives. Keep each other safe. Keep faith. Good night.
6: upon his family
0: by driving the evil
6: servicemen back into another
1: dimension good morning america oh my gosh this is so exciting i just love this part
6: Are coming.
8: Welcome to Peoncast. I'm Kelly. I'm Kayla. I'm Scott. And I'm
3: Sue. Today we are going to cover a interesting sort of fic that was written, I guess, when we knew about Beetle the Bard coming out. And the titles of the stories have been released, but nothing about the stories themselves.
8: Cool. Yes. Yep. According to the disclaimer, this was loosely based on a fable called The Old Grandfather's Corner from the Complete Brothers Grimm. And it is the artist's take on The Wizard and the Hopping Pot.
2: Right. And it is written by Vicki 3.
8: And you can find it on fanfiction.net, and it'll be linked in the show notes.
3: Starts off introducing us to the wizard in the title, who is now apparently very old. He had been a very strong and talented and successful wizard generally, though not famous enough to appear in History of Magic, but he had pretty much everything that he wanted out of his life, and things went quite well for him.
8: He had a family who who loved him, who was well loved by his family. But he was extremely old and he had grown feeble. So he had problems with his own spells and was unable to take care of himself. So it was decided that he would give up his wand and he would move in with his youngest son's family. And when he moved in with his son, he had, you know, he didn't need a lot of things. He would share the companionship of his son, his daughter-in-law and the grandchildren. And his son and his daughter-in-law resented having to take care of him um because he was frail and so they were not good to him at all and they criticized him and they mocked him for his loss of his magical ability you know, because he'd become old and not able to control his magic
2: having spent the last couple of years with grandpa this really was touching to me because i had grandpa in the house and he, you know i watched him feel so bad about not being able to do the things that he used to be able to do and Saw him being clumsy and things like that. And I can't imagine, you know, doing to Grandpa what these people did to to this old wizard. So I was really happy with the end of this. But we will get there.
7: Yeah, it was sad. I didn't like it. I found it too depressing. And I guess throughout the story, they... Well,
8: it was a very sad story, but it had a good ending to it. And all of the Brothers Grimm stories seem to be tragic, but have a, a morality tale. And just like the Fountain of Fair Fortune was last week, you know, that was a morality tale as well. Right. So the story goes on that the daughter-in-law has decided that he can't eat very well. He, he trembles when he eats, and he has broken the bowl that he eats out of several times. So the daughter-in-law has decided to exchange his bowl for a metal pot.
2: Yeah, But first they, like an iron pot. they kind of banish him to the corner right. because they don't like watching him eat. I'm sure that, like I said, having experienced this, I'm sure that he was probably a very messy eater. And we know that he was dropping the food, the utensils and the bowl that he used a lot. So they decided that they were going to make him eat in the corner. And that was even worse for him because now he didn't have a table to rest his bowl on. So every time he would try to eat, his bowl would slip out of his hands and it would fall to the floor and break and they'd have to stop and clean up the mess and hopefully get him more food and things like that. And I doubt it. So she got frustrated with that and decided that he was going to have a metal pot to eat out of.
3: Mm-hmm. But the problem with that is he'd still keep dropping it and it would clang on the floor, and because it's a metal pot it's heavier than the bowl, he'd drop it more often than they would drop the bowl even, and they would always have to clean up the mess because he doesn't have a wand anymore and can't reach physically and can't do it himself.
7: Right. And so the daughter-in-law decided she would put a spell on the pot, and that when he dropped it, it would hop over to the sink, clean itself up, and then dry and go back to i guess the sitting place so then whenever he did drop the pot after that whether he had finished eating or not it went away and so
6: that
3: was all the food that he got
7: right mhm
3: so that's where the hopping pot comes into the title with
6: this one
8: right so he's becoming more and more isolated from his family because And he's hungry because he he can't eat. He's not being able to finish his meals and, you know, he has to stay in his...
3: But he's embarrassed by this himself because he used to be a very successful wizard, so he doesn't uh, speak up for himself and doesn't say anything and just keeps getting frailer and just sort of sits there and um, has a worse and worse time as things go on. Mm
8: -hmm. Yeah, right.
2: But he doesn't utter any words against either his son or his wife because it wasn't in his nature to complain, and also because he didn't feel worthy of better treatment.
6: Mm.
7: Just heartbreaking. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like, just the way that they always kept complaining and just scolding him. It's like, he took care of you. It's your turn to take care of him. Like, I know that adults aren't necessarily supposed to go the other way, but it happens. I mean, that's what happens when he gets older, I guess. Yeah. So uncaring and sad
3: Mm -hmm. we keep finding hufflepuffs in our stories
7: (laughs) what the hell is a hufflepuff i
8: think
3: he's probably a hufflepuff
6: (laughs) this wizard
8: so they have a little boy and they have several children and the youngest was about four years old and very bright and observant and they figured he was going to be a strong wizard when he reached adulthood and one day the parents look out the window and they see him Little boy playing with a pot, very similar to grandfather's. He was concentrating very hard on the pot, trying to make it hop into the air and working on it over and over again, trying to hop across the yard. Mm -hmm. And so they were very proud of the fact that he was showing such control over the magic at four years old. But they were kind of.
3: His father thinks this is kind of a weird game for him to be playing.
8: Yeah. Instead of flying around on his broomstick or playing with balls or hoops, he was playing with this pot so they went and asked him and he says what is this new game you are playing my son asked the father as he watched the boy's pot hop across the yard it's not a game father answered the boy who was watching the pot intently clearly determined to perfect his spell i must learn to make the very best hopping pots and why is it so important to make the best hopping pots asked the father amused at his son's persistence at such a strange endeavor the little boy looked at his father and his voice grew very serious. I will need hopping pots for you and Mummy to eat from when I am a grown man and you are too old and weak. to Take your meals at my table. Yeah. So we have this four-year-old boy
2: mm-hmm. who
8: has realized what his parents, you know, I need to do this because I'm going to have to do this for them when I'm a man. Yeah.
3: It just sort of brings it up to them what exactly it is that they're doing. Yeah. <laughs> They haven't really realized so far
2: and how badly they were treating him and how belittling they were actually being to him.
3: Mm-hmm. And this is actually, this actually makes quite a bit of sense, right? Because kids around that age are very observant and they imitate whatever it is that they're seeing. One of my aunts used to have a very odd pronunciation. She'd always say do it rather than do it. And they couldn't figure this out until. They listened a little bit closer to my grandmother, and that's almost how she would say it. It's just a little bit more exaggerated, and you realize that kids pick these things up. He's decided that this is what happens with old people is you put them in the corner and they can't eat at the table, so obviously he's going to have to learn how to make this work. They're very concerned with what they can see and sort of the obvious things that are going on, and other people often miss the obvious. Yeah.
8: Yeah. Yeah. So after that, they bring the grandfather back to the table, and he eats his meals with his family, and he spends time with his family.
2: And he's always treated with kindness and respect Yeah. from that time on. Right. And so his son and his daughter-in-law were doubly rewarded because by their example, their children learned how to value their elders. Uh And their lives were enriched by having the grandfather around too. It's really sad how we treat old people now because they truly do have a lot to teach us and it's just so much to tell us. And if people don't take the time to pay attention and spend time with them, then they just really miss out on a lot. Mm
6: -hmm.
8: Well, yeah, you lose that and that's something that you can never get back. Mm
7: -hmm. Yeah. There's so much to learn from them, too.
8: Well, and it's not just that, but my grandfather is 84 years old. Okay. And he was in the Navy during World War II. And he told me a story last year that I had no idea that he was even involved in, that I've read about in history. And he was like, oh, yeah, we were in that group Wow that did this. And, hmm. You know, and I, I never knew that. You know, I have sat at his knee and listened to his stories about being on the ship during the war and everything for 40 years. And I never knew that. So, yeah, I mean, you can never stop learning.
3: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Just because he sits in the corner and drops things occasionally and can't cast the same spells he used to doesn't mean he's forgotten everything else. His mind is still there. He has the stories and the wisdom and the qualities that made him such a good man in the first place are still Mm -hmm. there.
8: Well, and did they do that to the children, too, as they were growing up? I mean, children are messy. You put them in the corner with a you know a pot, and if you throw it on the floor, you don't get any more. I mean, come on. Yeah.
7: They're almost treating them like a dog, in my opinion. That's what you do with your the family dog.
8: They were. Except for my family dog, who sits on me <laughs> while I eat. <laughs> yes, well,
1: depends on Our the family podcast. and the dog. That's
8: another story.
1: <laughs> Spoiled. Mm-hmm.
8: Yes, well, you know. We're way off course. Like Scott said earlier, this was based on a title. And I found this a couple of months ago and thought it was interesting what the differences were between the story that Joe wrote and then this, that this uh, fanfic author adapted.
2: Mm-hmm. To- yeah, I thought it was really well done. And, and I love the use of the four-year-old uh-huh. to really kind of point out to the parents how terrible they were really being Yeah. and that they got it. I mean, so many people could have that pointed out to them and not be able to get it. But it was subtle enough through the child that it worked. Where if it had been somebody coming up to them and saying, you know, you're really treating your father poorly, that may not have worked as well.
6: Yeah.
3: Because it brought home to um, thinking about themselves in the same position as well. Mm -hmm. I think it's interesting that in both versions of the story, it's sort of a young adult who ends up getting corrected by the events in Joe's story, it's corrected by his own father's enchantments, and in this story, it's by his son. But it's almost similar characters who end up going through the story.
8: Mm-hmm. Well, Kayla, do you have anything else? No, that's pretty much it. Yeah, we were going to be short this week, so it was a very small fic.
2: It was, but it was really fun. Thank you for finding it for us.
7: Mhm. I enjoyed it, even if it was kind of sad.
8: <laughs> it had a good ending to it. Yeah. Does mm-hmm. anybody else have anything else? Nope. We're recording this and we have about uh thirty five days left to for the movie for Half <laughs> Life Prince, so by the time it comes out, it'll have that out. It'll be out on D V D. Yeah, probably. <laughs> it'll be Christmas before you get to hear this. Can we
2: try for April Fools?
8: <laughs>
7: and uh <laughs> Oh my god, we're so far ahead. Oh well. Oh how long must be
8: twenty thirty. If anybody has any comments or questions for the peons, or comments about what we've covered, drop us a um, an email, an email or a PM, or something off the forum. For that, you can always contact Ryan, and Ryan will pass things on if if you can't find any of us. So, but uh,
3: thank you all for listening.
8: Thank you. Good night. Good night, everybody. Thanks. Night.
2: In an amazing coincidence, Kelly. Received an email from her sister in law a few weeks after we recorded this. And in this email was a story entitled The Wooden Bowl. And I thought I would read it for you. It's called The Wooden Bowl. A frail old man went to live with his son, daughter in law, and four year old grandson. The old man's hands trembled, his eyesight was blurred, and his step faltered. The family ate together at the table. But the elderly grandfather's shaking hands and failing sight made eating difficult. Peas rolled off his spoon onto the floor. When he grasped the glass, milk spilled on the tablecloth. The son and daughter-in-law became irritated with the mess. "'We must do something about father,' said the son. "'I've had enough of his spilled milk, noisy eating, and food on the floor.' So the husband and wife set a small table in the corner." There, Grandfather ate alone while the rest of the family enjoyed dinner. Since Grandfather had broken a dish or two, his food was served in a wooden bowl. When the family glanced in Grandfather's direction, sometimes he had a tear in his eye as he sat alone. Still, the only words the couple had for him were sharp admonitions when he dropped a fork or spilled food. The four-year-old watched it all in silence. One evening before supper... THE FATHER NOTICED HIS SON PLAYING WITH WOOD SCRAPS ON THE FLOOR. HE ASKED THE CHILD SWEETLY, WHAT ARE YOU MAKING? AND JUST AS SWEETLY THE BOY RESPONDED, OH, I'M MAKING A LITTLE BOWL FOR YOU AND MAMA TO EAT YOUR FOOD IN WHEN I GROW UP. THE FOUR-YEAR-OLD SMILED AND WENT BACK TO WORK. THE WORDS SO STRUCK THEIR PARENTS THAT THEY WERE SPEECHLESS. THEN TEARS STARTED TO STREAM DOWN THEIR cheeks. THOUGH NO WORDS WERE SPOKEN, THEY BOTH KNEW WHAT MUST BE DONE. That evening, the husband took grandfather's hand and gently led him back to the family table. For the remainder of his days, he ate every meal with the family, and for some reason neither the husband nor wife seemed to care any longer. When a fork was dropped, milk spilled, or the tablecloth soiled. So, just randomly, out of the blue, this was said to Kelly after we had recorded the hopping pot, and I just thought that I would include it. hope you enjoyed it.